Hello and welcome to another episode of the Never A Straight Answer podcast, the podcast that aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host Gaz and joining me in the studio, well, you know him, he's my co-host. He's always here, he's Mr. Taylor. Yeah, good evening all, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome back, welcome back, it's been another week. It has, it has. Calm down, peeps, calm down. Well, it's, it's actually... We're a bit late. We're a bit late this week putting we the are. episode out. I do apologise for that. Yeah. But welcome back welcome. Uh, for another instalment of the show. Uh, thank yeah. you to new listeners and, of course, you repeat offenders. Repeat, repeat. It's always good to have you along. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, I, I liked last week's episode. It was really good about vampires yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot this week about vampires. Oh, it's Halloween. Seen. It's been Halloween, bro. Oh, true. You yeah, know what I mean? Very true. It's been Halloween. Everyone's been out costuming it up. I've seen it all over the internet. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. do anything this year. Nah, same, I think we no. did last year, didn't we? Like a video um, episode. Yes, and we, we did. We did costumes, but like we might do that again at some point. Yeah, in, yeah. in the future. Uh, but no, I just basically sat. Well, did you do anything for Halloween? Did you just chill? I just chilled. I was and, watching any, a few films. Any trick or treaters? No, actually, surprisingly, surprisingly, no. actually, no, because I, I I was in it now like a yo-yo to be honest. So you probably wouldn't have seen them even. No. They probably knocked on, but you were out. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? I feel like people don't knock on random houses anymore, trick-or-treating, you know. You've got to be careful well, you, these days. I remember when I was a kid and we just literally, like, hit, hit, on the, air, street, hit, hit the full street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, you've got to be a bit more careful. And I think, like, uh, parents are, are advising the children to just knock on houses they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I did see a story this week which made me kind of, like, I was like, this is kind of different. Um, two right. kids trick-or-treating, obviously. Yeah. Um, they were teenage lads so they've they're, like they're not exactly in a costume or anything but they've got balaclavas okay. on Ooh. yeah hit a ring doorbell like and wait for the response but they, i think yeah, the, resident the police was, like, wait for the police to take resident up. was like hey, open my door to you yeah like yeah, yeah. and um, one of them looks down sees the bowl for the, yeah. the halloween candy and it's empty so what do you think they did uh smash the bowl no, actually, they filled it up. They ah, took their own candy and filled it up. So, you know, there are some good kids out there. And obviously, ah, you can't judge a book by its cover. That's true. You, felt, you know, she felt like these looked like trouble and didn't answer the door. Yeah. But they ended up doing a, doing her a good deed anyway. Well, I, I thought that was quite I, nice. I, I, I do have to say, like... Uh, was that bowl for candy or was it just a normal bowl and they just decided, you know what, it looks like a bowl for candy. I'll throw me candy I think, in there. I think it was a Halloween thing. You oh, know right, what I mean? Okay. So it's definitely... Anyway... We've got loads going on in the show tonight. We have, we um, have. This week we're joined by special guests. We, yes, it's been a indeed. while. It's been a hot it minute has. since we've actually had guests on the show. And tonight we're joined by a couple of really, um, really inspirational guys. Yeah. Um, basically, um, we're joined by uh, the co-creators of a new documentary, In Plain Sight, which looks at how the government hides uh, UFO um, details, details and, and info, sort yeah. of info. Try yeah, to shove it away. It's an actual. St- Superb documentary. I do yeah, recommend you check I, it out. Definitely, yeah. Um, we'll obviously give you the links and stuff in the description to that so you can indeed. check it out. Yes. Uh, but I think it's available on Amazon as well. So if you yeah. have got a Prime membership, yeah. I'm pretty sure that you, that that should be included, surely. And yeah, if not, it, it shouldn't be like too expensive. No, but it shouldn't be. Anyway, I feel like, you know, we'll get into all that. But we will. Yeah, we're going to be joined will, will. Um, by um, the guys... Um, who who created the documentary? Yeah. Um, a bit later on, um, Chris Rupert and uh, Tyler um, Transu. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it was a really good interview. Really yeah, good. Really interview. good interview. So um, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. That's yeah. coming up just um shortly in the show. Yeah. Plus we've also got this week's news and world events. 
um, and a bit bits and pieces, other bits and pieces. Yeah. So yeah. keep tuned. Tuned. It's all good. Keep keep your keep, keep tu- it tuned keep in. Tuned in. Yeah. Um, but um, other than that, what have you been up to this week, Mr. Taylor? Hey, just the uh, usual. Uh, I've been working. Uh, I've been uh, looking up information, and like like I said, like uh, vampires were coming up all over the place. I'm going to suck your yeah. blood. So I was looking at a bit, a bit more of the history right. of the vampires and a bit it's more. It's funny, isn't it? How um, you know monsters, yeah. especially like you, you kind of. Loch Ness as well has come out quite a lot lately. Well, you can tell me about that in a moment, yeah. But like the way I feel, like you know, zombies, werewolves, yeah. vampires, mm-hmm. they all have like their moment in the sun. Well, not vampires; they're not allowed. Yeah, no, but like true. basically, they all have Depends kind of kind. their moment of five minutes of fame where. Um, you know, vampires are popular and all your TV shows are like Vampire Diaries and True Blood and this, that and the other. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we go off vampires. Now all of a sudden it's zombies, yeah, and it's like every every show's zombies and yeah, we all look yeah. really like zombie things. Yeah. And, it's and like, then it's werewolves. Well, and it's then funny it's... actually because I'd not seen any werewolf stuff for ages, since the 80s. Yeah, there's not really been that much werewolf oh, action, know. has there? Uh, well, yeah, underground. Underground was uh, uh, a pretty. I mean, good since, one that I since like. the 80s, I would say obviously you had the Michael Jackson thriller video, yeah. very sticks in your mind. You've got American Werewolf in London, American Werewolf in Paris. You've yeah. got Teen Wolf. Well, yeah. Yeah. You've got a, a good, a good week, handful actually. of werewolfy style stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. there's more zombies and. Vampires yeah, but you can only do days. so much with him, and that's why, like, they've they've changed the thing of like well, the combining the fighting I'm glad and that. You've come up and said that, yeah, because yeah. doing something new with him is yeah. kind of obviously the 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 dream in it. You try, you want to do yeah. something new with any subject matter to a bit make more it sparkle on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Marvel have just oh, released. Fuck off! No, hear me out. Go on. So, um, Marvel, obviously, they, they do one-shots and they do um, one-off stories. They don't just... It's all not always episodic and really, like, long-winded. Okay. Um, you know, they do these little kind of one, one-issue one stories or whatever. Right. Um, and I feel like they're kind of pushing towards these sort of um, one-of-a-kind things. More like... Do you know, like, when we used to make, have made-for-TV movies? Yeah. 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 Well, this is kind of what it feels like they're doing. And they're doing, like, Marvel okay. special presentations. Yeah. Right. And um, one which is coming up at Christmas is the new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Which, okay. if you know about the Star Wars Christmas holiday special, yeah, it's kind of a take on that. Okay. But what they did was um, a, a, a werewolf thing, yeah? It's called Werewolf by Night, right? And I'm not even joking, it's brilliant, yeah? It's set like an old monster movie, you know, black and white, really quite grainy. Okay. You've got um, monster hunters um, and monsters. It's it's really good. It's got a really good story. It's a one-off, yeah, feature-length right. um, It won't episode. be a one-off. It'll be, right, you know what? That character was quite good, so we're going to make a whole movie over you. do that, but at the moment, it's a one-off um, story. And and uh, uh, it's on yeah. Disney Plus. Check it out. Werewolf by Night. It's really good. My uh, recommendation. I think it's, uh, the, I think there's far too much Marvel now, like in different directions. <clears> and, <throat> the thing is, it, yeah, Mar- right again. Warner and Brothers. DC. Look, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Right? Do you think what there's too much Warner Brothers stuff out there? Yeah. They're a production company. Yeah. yeah. It just happens that they have this well of characters to draw upon uh, Marvel. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, but then you're losing. You've got a shared universe, but at the end of the day, it's they're a production company. They are making movies. It's 
new movies that you've not seen, the new stories and new things, yeah. At some point, superheroes might get stale, yeah, and yeah, we'll all be longing point, for yeah. a western, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just thinking thriller. that with Jira yeah. westerns coming up soon. Yeah, that you never know, mate. Westerns yeah. could be the next big thing, yeah. yeah, right? We don't know. But at the moment, Marvel's big. They're taking advantage of the popularity. Yeah. Well, that they is They don't true. literally, they don't really go that far wrong with stuff they make. So, crack on, as far as I'm concerned. No, and, it's just and, a, and that's the, the same with every other production company making movies. I'd say Warner Brothers make you crack, crack on making Warner Brothers movies. Paramount, you crack on making yours. Sony, you make yours. Yeah, but you know the, what I mean? at the end of it, they're cutting their own throat. Maybe at the end are. of it, they are cutting their own throat. Uh, but I, uh, but they've missed the advantage of um, people. Um, they just need to make, keep making it more exciting. That's well, no, nah, people's imagination on like that character who just turned up in, in this and then went off and... You know, someone might think, oh, well, that character could do this, this, and, and get their imagination going in a Well, there you go. Direction. That's, good. That's a good thing. And I feel like this... Yeah, but they've stopped that. They're, they've kind of stopped that because they no. go, right, well, this is actually what that character does. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because at the end of the day now, it's like there's such a PR machine in terms of, like, you know, they don't yeah. really need to market any of the movies because True. people know they're coming out. They're waiting for them to come out. And they basically yeah. just go, um, speculate... Uh, on everything, yeah. There's not a stone unturned in the speculation of this new upcoming film, and 99.9% mm. .9 of it's going to be wrong, but it doesn't yeah. stop people drawing and, uh, and making conclusions and wondering what that character's doing or where he is or who he's fighting. It's just... That's great. I think if it keeps your imagination working and it's, you know, entertaining, and the kids love it, and the adults love it as well... Now, it's great when, a, you know, a parent can take a kid to a movie and enjoy the movie as well as the kid. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I feel like Marvel does that. They cater for everyone. So, you mm. know, I mean, anyway, oh. let's move on. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. Marvel all day. Yeah, fuck that. I tell you what, though, fuck we'll Marvel. talk about DC. Uh, oh, fuck DC as well. Well, this is the thing, you see. James Gunn, who actually directed Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. is very good at uh, team-up movies, yeah. Um, yeah. He ended up um, taking on Suicide Squad, for the second Suicide Squad movie, yeah. which was a lot better than the first, just been made um, yeah. managing director of DC. All right, uh, movies. So um, potentially could get a bit of a turnaround here. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like somebody who's actually a good filmmaker and um, has you know a proven track record of making great movies. Well, anyway. yeah, it depends on what uh, on what they're uh, planning on uh, bringing out, and obviously they can't copy the uh, Marvel. Way, but Black Adam could was have, all right. He could have other bit, ideas. Black Adam was all right. That was the most recent DC movie I've seen. I haven't seen it yet. Check it out. It's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, I went out. Um, I've been learning new stuff this week. Yes, you have. You have. Yeah, and um, and we will be doing a giveaway. Yeah. Woo. Um, yeah, I've not worked out the details. Probably be in next week's episode. Yeah. We'll so we'll out. think Maybe about I'll that. Say. So basically, yeah. Right. I wanted to be able to learn how to make our own T-shirts. Yes. Yeah. Because we right. we do merch. Yeah, 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 we do. But we use like tea public and stuff, and I feel yeah. like they're quite high priced. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for what you get. Yeah. And I don't, you know, judge anybody if you don't want it. If you've never bought one or you you don't want to buy one because it's too expensive, I totally yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my theory on it is, I'd rather make my own t-shirts and then if anyone wanted to buy one of one and we wanted to do a giveaway, yeah, we then we've got we've got a box one. there we can pull one out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, with that in mind, I decided I was going to learn how to screen print. Right? Yes. And um, I've been on a course and learned a bit 
And um, yeah. I managed to print off a few of our um, our very own handmade, one-of-a-kind T-shirts by me. Very nice as well. They're beautiful, I've yeah. got to say, yeah, right? And you could own one. We'll give you the details next week. And there is a one-of-a-kind, yeah? yeah? And I made it. Yeah. Handmade. Handmade. So. He might even sign it. I might it even you. sign it, yeah, yeah, right? We might both sign it. Yeah, right? if you want to. Maybe, yeah. right? So, yeah, we'll come up with a thing next week yeah. about that. So make sure you stick, um, come back for next week's episode where you could win yeah. a bit of Never A Straight Answer History. Oh, yes, indeed. Eh? It's yeah. all good. So it's get all ready. Good. Get ready to save your money. Save your money. Save your well, money. I think everyone's doing that anyway, aren't they? Yeah. Or trying to. And well, that's it. Cash moves everything around me. It does. It does. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Yeah, dollar dollar bill, yo. Uh, right, yeah, so moving on with the show. Yes, indeed. Uh, have I missed anything? Yes. If you want to help us out, you can go over to Patreon. Can. You can join can. up. Um, we're going to have some extra content going on there this week. Yes. Um, including yeah. the video yeah. of the interview that we're about to um, listen to. Yeah. If you'd like to see the video as extra, video. Uh, extra, for, extra material. Yeah. 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 You want to um, see our faces or see the... Make sure you go over to Patreon um, and sign up as an agent, special agent, or be on Top Secret. That'll be posted this week. Yeah. Um, so Don't if you want to check that out, you can only check it out on Patreon. Yeah. So do Nowhere that. else you can go to see it. And there will be more... More... Um, uh, more, more stuff coming. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. We've got some plans. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Um, but if you'd like to help us out, it, that's the way to do it. Yes, we find it that most people wanting, you know, to help out would like something for the money. Yeah. So and if you'd like that, go over to um, our website and you can sign up to Patreon as well as check out the merch. Um, the merch is there at the moment. It is. And you can buy it from Public. You can um, indeed. But, you know, but we'll, we'll like, give you a heads up when our merch is actually... Yeah, things are changing and looking like... In, stuff, in a, stuff's a, happening. A bit, of, bit of a direction. Stuff is yeah, happening. It is. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at neverstraightanswer at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter uh, for now. We are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't know how long. Don't know for, how long. But, hey, we only tell the truth, so you know what I mean? So it's true that. It, we should be on every platform with no problem. We shouldn't have any problem. No. Musk might want to charge us eight quid, but, you know, I ain't paying <laughs> no for that blue tit. Fuck that Yeah. Fucking blue tit. I put that on myself. A bl- he's a blue tit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ooh. Oh, oh, Hello, oh. Moto. Yes. Yeah, right. Moto, man. So, moving on. Yes. Well, tonight we're joined on the show by the creators of a new documentary, In Plain Sight, which looks at um, how far the government will go to hide what it knows about UFOs and extraterrestrials. Uh, We have witness testimony from UFO experts, retired CIA and former counterintelligence agency officers. Please welcome to the show, Chris and Tyler. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining <laughs> yeah. us. Thanks for coming yeah. on the show, guys. Thanks for having um, us on across the pond. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. So where you where are you calling in from? So you're coming in from um, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Correct. Yep. In the wow. states, baby. And we look. We look to <laughs> so the east coast. And uh, and Chris, you missed the the little segue in the beginning, but these boys are from Manchester. Yeah. So okay. you watch your football comments, dog. Yeah, I, know, I know absolutely yeah. nothing about football you say, or any sports. Anything no, about City, but man, you. about football either, to be honest. There you go. Those <laughs> people say to me, they go, are oh, you from Manchester? You're a blue or a red? And I go, uh, neither. <laughs> and they just look at me like I'm a fucking auditor. Yeah, you're a nut so, job, yeah, man. It's like, um, I'm like, music and art and stuff. Got me one who fell out the basket. Yeah, so don't worry. You can get your football uh, comments and digs in. Don't don't worry about that. <laughs> I love um, it. 
So we watched the documentary. Yeah, great documentary, say, by the way, is, lads. Brilliant. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, what what sparked the idea and what sparked, you know, the kind of interest in making the documentary? I mean, I assume it was something to do with the government report that came out a year or two ago and what sort of lack of answers that gave. That, Would you yeah, say that's, that's, a, that's a good assumption. We um, It started uh, with... Well, actually, so we saw that government report was coming out uh, in like June of 2021. Um, that kind of sparked my interest into uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials and had me researching more in August of 2021. Chris said, hey, do you want to start making para- paranormal documentaries? I was like, yep, count me in. And so we hit the ground running and be, uh, based on that first government reporting here uh, to Congress in the U.S., the UAP task force. We, we made a documentary called Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure, about uh, telepathy, um, consciousness, uh, UFOs, extraterrestrials, hybrids, and that type of thing. So that released last April. Then we did one called The Ghost of Gettysburg, released last April. Secrets of the Sasquatch, released here uh-huh. July 5th. And then we um, this one... We were like, okay, we we'd like to get back to the UFOs and extraterrestrials. Um, we're you know we're covering all these paranormal topics, and I happened to see in November of twenty twenty one that John Ramirez, a retired CIA officer, had started giving some different interviews on YouTube as well as like a PowerPoint presentation that he that he created. It was a ton of slides. I don't remember the exact number, but maybe like a hundred or 200. He ran the presentation by the CIA and they didn't say, Hey, everything in this is a thousand percent true, but they said, Hey, it's yeah, we approve you giving this presentation, right? It's like signed off by this, you know, on by the CIA. So I happened to notice that I'm like, Oh, Chris, man, I, I feel like we should make, you know, like a documentary either behind closed doors or in plain sight, you know, the intelligence community and UFOs. So we had the title and then, yep, scheduled that interview with John Ramirez. And then that snowballed into interviewing uh, MUFON field investigator, Jesse Peak. So MUFON, it's a global mutual UFO network yeah. where people can report sightings and they collect a database. Um from there, it led to Tom Carey, who's a Roswell author and expert. He's written over 12 novel, or written 12 novels, um, has interviewed over 600 first and secondhand witnesses to Roswell. So the guy is just this, this plethora of knowledge and done a ton of legwork, especially back like in the 90s, where dude, you, he, my man didn't have Google search, right, <laughs> to find names and addresses all on the and people to contact. Exactly. Like this is some serious, serious legwork using payphones and phone books and just, yeah, talking to people in network. Like well. it had to be a tremendous amount of, of effort. And then from there, we got Eric Mintel. We interviewed him, who's an experiencer and paranormal investigator uh, in South Central Pennsylvania here. And then lastly, we got uh, former Air Force Office of Special Investigations Counterintelligence Officer Richard Doty, who, uh, yeah, once we had his interview, you know, Chris, it was like, Chris, we've got enough. And uh, I do a lot of the filming. Chris helped, uh, helped on some, but anything with flying, typically I go just put a backpack with three cameras, my gimbal, my drone, um, tripods, lights, all that stuff, hop on a plane, 
Justin Kett with carry on bag and, and fly to these people's houses and, and shoot the interviews. But um, Chris then takes all these interviews and he's just, he's like Michelangelo, man. Like the, 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 not wrong. The, the doc was always there. He just had to clear away the rough edges. Right. And so yeah. he goes through and makes this beautiful piece of artwork, piecing together and finding the similarities between these people's stories. And so that's how we started it. And that's how it, it came to fruition. Really? So uh, you've just said there about Chris's, um, you know, contribution in terms of his editing skills and how you, you see it as an art piece. And I and I, I honestly said this to uh, Chris just before we started, that one thing that stood, uh, stood out about the documentary was um, how it was stitched together, how it does tell yeah. a story. It kind of gives a really kind of compelling narrative about how gives a book we are words. being kind of there is kind of information there that is being subdued and being repressed from general population um it it kind of strikes me as kind of really interesting that um how you're able to kind of make it so kind of um compelling by with the edit process i mean would you like to Discuss that a bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, so this is our fourth documentary. Um, so obviously I've grown quite a bit with just the experience. Um, and I do a ton of editing in my professional career with like commercial work and stuff like that and, and short films and narrative stuff. So uh, I come from a more narrative background, though. I was going to uh, say, because it is, uh, it's the narrative, isn't it? It's how it's kind of put together. So uh, sorry to break. No, you're fine. So um I I strive to make something that's just interesting and compelling and entertaining because I feel like if it's very dry and even though maybe it's factual, it doesn't get it worked its way into people's brains. Right. People don't want to tune in for something that's just dull and boring. So mm -hmm. we have obviously um, I wouldn't say we dramatize it, but we, you know, we add some frills and B-roll and music and punctuate things and just keep the narrative moving and bouncing around to people. Um, yeah. Right, so from. Yeah, and I think that makes it way more interesting and compelling when you're when you're watching it. When somebody gets to a point where they say something really interesting, and then we go to another person, and you just keep building on that drama like that. And you're hitting, um, the, you're hitting as well the people that uh, uh, haven't really got into it yet, and also the people who have gotten into it, but also the hardliners as well. So you're giving like points mm -hmm. in each part. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what we we are striving for with Dockside Media is we kind of want. Uh, to be able to approach a really big audience of people who are all over the spectrum on these kind of subjects. And whether you are very experienced and knowledgeable about the stuff, we hope we can bring in new nuggets of information for those people. But also, we really want to get people to open their minds to this kind of subject matter. And so there's a lot of people who like just have a vague interest in this stuff. And we hope that this is kind of a gateway for some of them. Yeah. Um, and even the skeptical people, you know what I mean? Well, this is a really good point because, I mean, in terms of, um, like you say, said earlier, in terms of like documentaries that you'd made previous, um, you, there was a, a fair bit of paranormal, um, mm -hmm. uh, the Gettysburg Ghost, um, and you know, you've you've kind of touched on UFO, but it was something you've come back to. Um, mm -hmm. In your personal views, what would you say that your views on extraterrestrials and UFOs were uh, generally, and would you say that? the experience of meeting these people um, and, you know, having these conversations with, you know, such people as retired CIA and the UFO experts, 
Um, would you say that that's broadened your mind into m- more belief or would you say that you find yourself more sceptical of it? Or looking more into it? Chris, you're the more sceptical of the two. Why don't you take that first? Sure. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm definitely the more sceptical. But I will say this. Um, I'm trying to very much keep more of an open mind about the subject matter as well. So what interests me so much is when I watch these raw interviews of people and there's just a level of authenticity and personal connection to a lot of the subject matter for these people. And I can see that they honest, they are honest and they are believing hundred percent what they say, which does, you know, make me more, you know, it makes me more believe their, their story, their, mm-hmm. their experience, because, you know, I don't, I've never personally had a uh, UFO experience or anything like that, but I kind of want one, oh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. Sure. And um, so the other thing about this is because we, we've interviewed all these people and I get the raw interviews again and I get to just watch them uncut. And sometimes, well, I'll, almost every time they come around to like very similar talking points. And it's like, those are the patterns for me that I find that are interesting because while maybe some of the, the, the minor details might be different, there's always a lot of things that match up. So, yeah, and so well, through the narrative, right. which is again, which is great for you as an editor because it helps right. you stitch that, that story together, doesn't it? A hundred percent. So, and it's also makes it more believable to me when, you know, these people who've never met each other across the country, across the world, even sometimes, uh, have similar experiences. Um, it's just, what, how does that happen? Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah, so, so I totally agree. And I, th- I think that, I mean, when we're looking at kind of, um, you know, incidents that are going back as far as, you know, as hist- as far back as kind of records History's begin, go, yeah. when you've got kind of all these kind of biblical um, references and, and just kind of unexplained accounts. It's, it's interesting that most people who have these wit- eyewitness um, accounts, um, they all say very similar things. And like you say, there's a lot of kind of recurring themes. Um, a lot of kind of things that crop up are, and especially even with kind of when you see these RAF or, you know, Air Force pilots who come out and say, the technology we saw wasn't, of this world, we, it's, I've been in the you know in the armed services for so lot, so many years, and I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I'm assuming that these NDAs that they need to to sign and stuff, you know, if they are involved in these projects. Um, but it's you know why kind of have these kind of groups and you know um, investigations if we've already kind of had these encounters. If Roswell happened, then why do we need to kind of put these public investigations forward to kind of, you know, it just doesn't Take make any sense a different to me. Narrow, narrow area instead of actually going to the spot that you would have uh, eventually got to, they're putting uh, barriers in the way to push you out of the way, including using law, using force, using your family. For sure, uh, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you think, Tyler, about uh, where, where do you see uh, UFOs and uh, the government and uh, all that together? Man, <clears throat> so, well, one, I'll say, I, I'll share this little neat story that, um, so we've been on a lot of podcasts, right, yeah. talking about uh, our new documentary, In Plain Sight, The Intelligence Community and UFOs, yeah. and, <clears throat> 
the one podcast here uh, at the end of last week we went on, uh, like right before the show, the the host happened to also be friends with John Ramirez, the retired CIA oh, right. officer. Oh, right. She got a quote from him. She was she asked him, "Hey, John, yeah, did you get a chance to watch the doc? What do you think?" And one, he was like, "Dude, I almost I almost like passed out and fell over." He was just like, "Man, you know." T- Tyler, like Dr. Somebody, they're, they're just very professional, very respectful, did an amazing job, just very high quality production. And he's like, and he, and he said, I was very pleased to see and hear other people talking about information that you had to be read into to know. So I'm like, what, what dude, that's, it was just cool. Just hearing this, the CIA officer you know, I guess most likely commenting on information that Richard Doty yeah. uh, ha- had yeah. uh, re- talked about in the doc. So, dude, I was floored by that. In general, I've always been curious and thought, man, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if there were extraterrestrials. You know, the universe is a big place. My experience through meeting these people, um, and as Chris said, them just being very sincere and genuine in their experiences uh, just leads me yeah much more the odds are in the favor of man it dude the, the universe is just so big and if any yeah. any other sentient intelligent sentient intelligent life evolves at the same pace we have and they only got a hundred or a thousand year head start bro that might be enough like in another hundred to a thousand years i i don't know i wouldn't rule out like anti-gravity propulsion or mm-hmm. Uh, harnessing quantum entanglement and being yeah. able to cover vast distances instantaneously yeah. or at least transfer data that way. Yeah. Like, because people a hundred years ago, if they were talking about, Oh man, guys uh, in, in uh, the UK will be able to have a, a podcast with guys in the U S with clear video and clear, crisp audio. You're like, not what now nah, that, I don't, that's impossible. Emma. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Or things like Neuralink or these, you know, SpaceX rockets, right? That were reusing boosters, like, landing themselves. I mean, we we have come so incredibly far in these hundred years. So, yeah. if anything else started a hundred, a thousand, bro, I can't even wrap my mind around what a hundred thousand years of a head start or a million would look like. We won't. I won't be able to comprehend that until like I'm. You know, we're in that time period to our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren. It'll be commonplace. They'll think we were savages, yeah. not being able to go wherever we wanted at any well, point in time. Generation X think that we were savages, just being like born in the eighties and having to use like a you know a Bakelite phone and dial up yeah. and stuff, you know. And it's like that's what uh, you know twenty years like you know difference. And like you say, in terms of where we'll be in a thousand years, a hundred thousand years, in if if we were still lucky to be here, yeah. then. You know, it's mind-boggling. Would it's it's that kind of distinction between like the 1800s witchcraft and yeah. science, you know, and how and it, magic. it's kind of how it's just it's all about kind of your perception of things, isn't it? So I feel like um, if there is an extraterrestrial um, life form that uh, that far ahead of us, then in terms of what they've got to offer or, you know, travel or, you know, like data communications, any of this stuff, it's just, it's just so far out of our comprehension. It's untrue. Mm -hmm. Um, 
in the documentary, you were talking, um, or one of the uh, chaps, I think, it's um, the um, the counterintelligence guy who actually said he was at Area 51 and witnessed a UFO, or witnessed an alien being. Yeah. Yeah, no matter. Correct. I mean, that blew my mind in terms of, like, because you hear these kind of, like, um, um, Roswell um, stories and how the, uh, uh, an alien being was, you know, captured or taken and how they shared information. I mean, we've done kind of uh, so many episodes or spoke about it in so many episodes about how these high-level officials who were in these situations have, you know, had these stories. And like you say, with the sincerity, they've never changed the story. They've always kind of pushed the same, nope, this happened, this is exactly how it happened. And if my career's ruined because of it, then so be it. But I need to tell you what happened, need to tell you the truth. And it's amazing that these um, guys will put the careers and very decorated careers in most instances on the line for this sort of stuff. And the families. Um, especially when it's like things so far out as, you know, the idea that, no, no, I saw the alien, I saw him on a monitor, we, we, we've kind of communicated, or any of this sort of kind of stuff. It's, it is quite extreme, and it makes me think, like I said earlier, about needing these, um, you know, authorities to try and prove what UFOs are is just kind of redundant and he's just kind of smoking mirrors just to kind of make us, the public, think that they're doing everything they can to potentially, you know, give us those answers. Do you think we'll ever get close to disclosure? Go ahead, Chris. I mean, I feel like maybe we are already, but, I mean, it's hard to say. Because we talk about, like, Roswell a lot in the documentary. And for good reason, because it's, like, one, it's, like, the most popular, you know, UFO crash. Everybody is aware of it, even if you're not really into the, the subject matter. Everybody's heard of Roswell. But you're like, well, why don't they just come out and give that information? Why doesn't the government just say, here's what we have, all this stuff? But you got to think, like, what they did to cover up, how many people were affected by whatever they had to do. How many laws so, broke. How, uh, like exactly. trust as well if you're trusting in the government and they've done something massive like that and that's why i don't think it will ever come out because the exactly. consequences to them is a lot more than the consequence of us just finding it ourselves well they say, they say in the documentary there how um you know if it was just a case of the um a ship or even a being then it wouldn't be so much of a big problem but they think that there's an actual other reason why you you know the the keep it a secret. Obviously, if you you need to check out the documentary, um, Roswell is talked about a lot during the documentary. Do you think it is like you know most like you said there? It's the most kind of w- w- recognized or known um, incident. Do you think it is the most significant incident or just the most pub- publicized? Do you think it was there's been more significant um, incidents that and and again Roswell's because it's such a kind of high status incident that they let us have that one <laughs> you know what i mean whereas well, a lot a of bit. the other incidents we don't hear about yeah it's it's really hard to say because i mean maybe the cat got out of the bag a little bit too much for them to cover up at that that point but the waters have been so muddied for that story as well so uh 
the job that they wanted to do maybe is already done. Like it's it's a uh, it's just a fun talking point to a lot of people right now. Um, but with the new stuff coming out, the UAP report legitimize, legitimizes. Leg, is that the word I'm looking for? Legitimizes. Yeah, legitimizes. 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 Thank we'll you. Go away, well. <laughs> legitimizes. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things. Um, just because it makes it seem like there's something out there, but they don't know what it is. Now, whether they do know what it is, and that is why they put it out there to muddy, like I, you can go in circles with this stuff. Exactly. Which yeah. Is, it is a which, big kind of uh, swizzle, which, isn't it? And don't forget. It's the frustrating thing, but yeah. It's not just the US, it's all the countries around the For world. For sure. It's not yeah, just one. This is the thing, this isn't is it? The, because I feel like with, um, you know, Honestly, I've kind of said this before, but it feels like the world needs, you know, America's kind of stamp of approval on the whole um, UFO um, situation. And it's like, you know, if the US government turn around and say it's, yeah, it's legit, then the rest of the world will go and believe it. But I'm sure that the UK have had our own incidents. They've got their own files, France, Germany, all these other countries. I'm assuming have got their own, um, you know, you know, secret files on the topic. And it, what amazes me is that not one of them have come forward to say, well, this is the evidence, you know. Ah, so, But Putin has threatened three times within a year. That Putin it, makes a lot of threats. Yeah, that he was going to actually <laughs> yeah. let the information out if the US wouldn't stop uh, certain sanctions. Now, if in, in that case, I think he's got a good opportunity to do it now. He's got a good sure. opportunity to turn around yeah, at the totally. last point and go, right, we don't need to use nuclear weapons because we're having no fucking land to, like, uh, control. Why don't we just go around and go, America's been lying all along and so's every other government around the world. Here's the proof. Bang, bang. Then you're going to get people up and up rising well, against... I understand it, where you're coming it will from, help but him I think a little bit more, at imagine. the moment, it's like... These, right, so we live in a pretty cynical world mm. where the, you're going to get a lot of people who are just going to call bullshit and they're just going to say it's all propaganda, 100%. it's not legitimate, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming from that source, so therefore we can't really, you know, acknowledge well, it. it depends as, on what gets put forward. Whatever, you know. So I feel like if, if you know, it's not exactly putting him in a, a, a very good position at all, really, because if he did come out and say yeah aliens do exist we've got proof then at the, this point if he could have, if he would have done it a couple of years ago you know when it was a bit quiet you know maybe we would have listened but <clears> I, don't know, I don't know if it'd be called as kind of just propaganda at this point you yeah, know true it could, could use it as a last resort card mm-hmm. i don't know but i i agree dude. it is a little sus why every country seems to look to the u.s but you brought up a good point. I don't know why everybody feels ahead of it, ahead of to follow the U.S.'s lead. I will say, dude, I feel very encouraged that, like, you know, they are making these like congressional oversight committees and these new offices yeah. and these new forms of reporting for Navy pilots and FAA pilots, like airline pilots, so they can collect data, you know, and start destigmatizing it. The but- fact that NASA. Right is starting to not um and not the uh ne- never a straight answer podcast yeah. but the uh you know the, the swindlers oh, yeah, who get all the money and make rockets NASA, <laughs> right um 
don't even know what it is. What National Air Air and Space Association or some Aerospace yeah. Association? I just made that up off the cuff, and I'm an American. I shame on me. But the fact that that large body, scientific government body, is is taking it seriously now and wanting to collect data, I find encouraging. And and I I don't know. I feel I think my gut feeling is like, look, the eventually the cat is going to come out of the bag. We need to get ahead of it and start shaping public opinion ahead of it, uh, ahead of time. So and that's what my gut tells me as like being in the marketing and stuff. I'm like, dude, yeah. if it's, if it's coming out anyways, we need to, we need to at least start own the message. Yeah. Getting people prepped yeah. for it so yeah. that, you know, so that if something comes out, uh, say in two years, yeah, nope. There's extraterrestrial crafts visiting us to what end we don't quite know yet, but it looks like they're studying us. And people are like, wait, what? It's like, they're like, dude, we had the UAP task force saying out of 113 objects out of the 114 were not foreign tech and they were not U.S. tech. Like to me, that only oh, leaves one thing, extraterrestrials, yeah. right? So they like leave it in plain sight and they'll say, yo, guys, we, we told you it wasn't from anybody else. Yeah, but that's what fucked me about the actual government um report because that's exactly kind of how we put it. It's, it was, um, we're... We're not saying it's not UFOs. Or, well, we are saying the UFOs because they're unidentified. But we're not saying they're aliens, but they could be. <laughs> yeah, and it was so right. open-ended. It gave nothing away. And it was a bit of an anticlimax. I mean, we were kind of really looking forward to reading it. And it didn't really give us anything. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that these new task force, these kind of new independent, or if these independent... Uh, I mean, the thing is with these task force, uh, the people who've got the information are the people who are setting up the task forces. So, all, you know, all I they think, need to do yeah. really is give the information to the right people. And I, I think the patches, I think the basically patches that they're, they're, they're doing what Project Blue Book ended up doing, saying, yeah, there was a lot of air balloons and blah, blah, and there's like 700 and odd that we don't know what it were, but they're probably nothing. Well, yeah, because like uh, Tyler uh, 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 Tyler was just saying there about kind of uh, say out of 120 incidents, they mm. can kind of not, they can account for say 80 percent of them yeah. being um, you know like in, in a foreign tech or our tech, but there's still a, a deficit where we can't explain either way. Yeah. So the, the, you know it's that sort of. Um, you know, it, however, probably, you know, how outrageous if it, it, there's no other explanation, it must be, you know, and uh, well, wouldn't you be really, really angry if they did turn around and say, yeah, we've been hiding this for so long, we've been using all this money to do uh, blah, well, blah. And, uh, it, it'd be one of the biggest lies in history. I mean, yeah. 75, 75 years, it's been, well, so it's been like, longer than that, isn't it? Really? It's been so throughout Christ. our past. You guys say that, but like in the U.S., think about uh, what Edward Snowden revealed that the NSA is spying on every U.S. citizen. But what happened? What, to hap what happened? Nothing. <laughs> They're continuing to do it. Yeah. And uh, in the United States here, it is an extremely polarizing political climate right now. Um, so we're just infighting. Yeah. Everybody's just—it's just a mess, and everybody works ungodly amount of hours we 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 go to work we come home with our kids we're tired we go to bed we repeat the grind and in the interim we're also fighting over stupid politics 
and it doesn't really matter because whoever's in charge, they're probably all owned by the same corporations anyways, and they're yeah. dictating what actually is happening. So, man, I don't, I don't know. Like you can say, why, why doesn't the U.S. release this information, or why doesn't X? Because I've got to feel like it's got to benefit somebody somewhere. There's got to yeah. be, you know, these really. This is a very global economy now. All these corporations are international. They all have their their finger on the dial. You know what I mean? They all have something they want. Yeah, yeah I suppose. And it's one way I've never thought about that, actually. And I mean, in terms of like the powers of the powers that be in, in uh, you know, on planet Earth, you know, it's yeah. the rich. And, you know, if that information companies. is going to affect their stock prices and how, you know, um, how their company operates or their religion operates or whatever, mm. then, you know, it's a case of then you're not you're not to release this information because it's just going to destroy us and it's just going to cause more problems than it's it's worth. Yeah. So just I can bring- understand why we, we would try and keep that a secret. But I also do believe, like, uh, like you were saying earlier about drip feeding it in and kind of getting us used to the idea. And maybe that would be, you know, down the line. But I, can't, I honestly don't know about any time soon. And, and people are kind of hanging on saying, it will 2022, will 2023 be the year? Do you know, when it keeps, it's every year at the moment. But you actually kind of came up with a good, um, interesting thing there. I mean, you're saying about kind of the NSA and watch lists and all the rest of it and tracking, um, you know, citizens and emails and phone calls. Do you think making the documentary has kind of put you guys on any watch lists? Especially with Most the people likely. you've been talking to. Uh, I don't know. I think it, and there's definitely the potential for it. Like, uh, I remember when I flew out to interview John Ramirez, um, he just mentioned, like, when I showed up, you know, he's like, oh, hey, the CIA, yeah, they're, they're aware you're coming to interview me. So I'm just like, oh, dude, that's crazy. Um, back when we were making Conscious Contact Full Disclosure, uh, the, the one person that's in it, Anjali, she's a former Department of Defense Intelligence officer. To make a long story short, after we started filming it, my son and I were out shooting basketball in the driveway. <clears throat> just an odd scenario happens where this, like, European couple pull up in like a rental car, both middle, like around my age and, and like attractive people. They have a baby in the back. Like I can't see in the, in the car seat, but they make, they make sure to reference there's a baby in the back and they can't find this person's house, their friend's house, you know, and they just flew in and the GPS on the rental, it's not activated. And it was just this weird setup where if somebody had access to like all my metadata and stuff, whatever, they would have, just known I'm the type of guy to be like, Oh, well, that's only, Oh, that's a seven minute drive. You know what? Here, I'll, I'll my son and I'll get in my car. You guys follow us and I'll take you to this, yeah. you know, to where you need to go. Yeah. And so it was just weird how I let they, I was, I got out of the house super quick back door ended up being unlocked. Right. Like so I forgot to lock the bit. one door. Um, and as I'm getting to the address that the people needed to, were going to, I get it to a, like a four-way stop sign, look in my rear view mirror and they're waving me off. Like, okay, yeah, we know where we're at now. And uh, so I never even saw them like confirm that they get got to the spot. Get into where they needed to go. Yeah. yeah. So weird so things. How you there were some odd things like that. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we, I know covering all types of different topics from our end, we, we've kind of often thought um, – uh, is, is it something that we've been kind of looked into and they've gone, nah, they're no threat. 
Yeah, hopefully, yeah, it's no threat. Yeah, carry on. Move on, officer, move on. Um, that could be the case, because if anything, you know, that's what just kind of keeps me going and not just not falling prey to fear. It's like, oh, yeah. dude, I'm like nothing but good vibes, man. Like, I'm not trying to harm anybody. These are people who've had these very unique and personal experiences, and Chris and I feel compelled to – uh, sit down and interview these people and then share their stories um, with the world. If we ever come across somebody that appears just disingenuous mm-hmm. and that they're just making stuff up to what end, um, you know, we, we wouldn't feature that. We wouldn't put yeah. them in a documentary where if we just need to make stuff up, I'll, I'll just write it and act it out myself. We don't need to go <laughs> flying around. Yeah. And Any people, um, you know, during, I mean, not just in this documentary, but have you um, had anybody kind of, uh, you know, embellish um, on on the facts um, just to kind of make the story sound a bit more appealing? Or uh, it, do you find that most people are quite genuine? I mean, you said earlier about how the people that you did include in, in um, you know, in, in the documentary were so genuine that and you can see that when you watch it because like they do kind of say it with such sincerity that they obviously do believe what happened and what what's gone on is is fact but um chris has have ever seen been in an like incident that. where you've or a case where you've gone to interview somebody and you've just kind of got halfway through and thought nah the, this guy's not on the level yeah did you take anyone out not yet. We've been batting a thousand so far. And I don't know, you know, <clears throat> it's odd because like, it's really neat how Chris finds all the similarities and there happen to be a lot of similarities in these people's stories because we really try our best not to, like, we don't go in with our own thoughts and opinions and have a narrative. You know, we had the title in plain sight, the intelligence community UFOs. Hey, we want to make it about UFOs, aliens, and the intelligence community. Yeah. When we get the interviews, we'll figure out what that looks like, but we're not going to go in and <clears throat> move people and guide people into these different topics. So we just get them. So I think like one of my uh, skills is just being myself and I get these people in a very comfortable state where they feel okay being vulnerable and sharing these personal and sometimes, you know, for a long time, what people would consider embarrassing stories. Right. And so Chris and I are trying to help destigmatize that. So I think maybe we've just been fortunate that whether it's me or Chris and I interviewing these people, they just feel comfortable enough where they're like, you know what? I don't need to embellish anything. I'm just going to share with them these guys, what, what happened to me and what I saw and what I heard and felt and these types of things, uh, and just be genuine so far, everybody comes off that way. And it's really wild because yeah, you just, you can make up stuff in your mind of how a CIA officer should be or counterintelligence officer. And then you go and meet these people and you're like, Oh, dude, they're like completely human. They're a little mm-hmm. nervous beforehand because there's cameras set up and lights and a mic, you know. Well, I, should, uh, I should imagine, like Chris, you you've seen you you see things over and over again because you're editing it together, so you're listening as well as observing as you're going through it. At, at, at any point, um, did you think that um, anyone you was uh, uh, that was actually uh, been recorded that mm, that's a. That, he might not be saying what he, he, he really thinks or he might be hiding back or he might be a total not a liar. I don't think, well, okay. We've definitely interviewed some controversial people, mm. Richard Doty being one of them. It's hard for me to trust him simply because his whole career was <laughs> disinformation. Yeah. Um, 
So it's like, uh, is he gaslighting me? Is he telling me the truth? I don't know. I'm definitely skeptical of him. He does come across as very authentic and disarming as an individual. Could be his training. But when he speaks, he speaks as though he's giving like a presentation. So it sounds very fact-based. Um, doesn't sound as personal to him. So I am skeptical okay. of him. But yeah, yeah. the things he's saying are so freaking interesting. So... And, like, just because of the nature of his job and everything, it'd be, like, stupid for us not to include him in the movie. He's honest sure. with what he did. Yeah. And we don't we don't try to, like Tyler said, we don't try to paint a narrative. Uh, we're just trying to get let these people get their, their stories out there. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, John Ramirez, there was a ton of footage that didn't make it into the documentary that was all basically personal stuff recounting okay. his his experiences since he was a child and throughout his life. And to me, it's super, he's such a super authentic dude because he has such a personal connection to this, this uh, phenomenon and it bleeds through. There's a lot of emotion that comes out. So you're um, sort of protecting him, protecting the, info, uh, the information that you, you don't really need to. Uh, uh, it didn't, it didn't fit in this story yeah. that we ended up telling. Like uh, it would have just, it's a different story there, yeah. but, um, and there's been times where we've done interviews for other films and stuff where people, you know, get emotional. Like there is definitely something personal to a lot of these people's uh, experiences. And I question like what, for, for such like a stigmatized subject, what would they gain? Yes. By recounting I was just about stories? to say, cause yeah. like I was saying earlier about, you know, these high ranking officials who they make these claims They've they've got nothing to gain but ridicule, or I mean, especially you know, twenty years ago, um, and when it, it's amazing that they just kind of like still maintain that it's the truth and um, all the way throughout. So I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. they've got literally nothing to gain from the situation. Um, no I always kind of feel sure. like that in a lot of these paranormal cases or a lot of kind of UFO cases um, because you're not going to get fame or fortune generally speaking and especially you know if you are a you know an officer then mm -hmm. potentially could you know ruin your career career uh, yeah so, for sure you know um yeah, you're I'm, there you know, to fight for humanity it makes me, in your country makes me, uh, gives you a bit more credibility to what they're saying um because i mean i remember in the 90s, I'd be watching kind of, it was a lot of UFO stuff going on. And, you know, it'd be a lot of just general people who'd had, you know, UFO experiences who they'd interview. And <clears throat> I remember seeing, um, a, a, like, a you know, a military officer. And or I think it was the case where it was um, a police officer um, who was driving down through the desert um, in Mexico. Head to an incident in Mexico, yeah, yeah and he basically um, witnessed a UFO and reported it. Like, he was actually witnessed by the mayor as well, like, of the town. So, like, they were, there's two officials from the town who, who knew what they saw, but, you know, back then it was such a stigma to that sort of thing. It's It's could be seen as being a bit crazy but yeah. it's, Even it's interesting 1800s um, so you've seen that there was a number of reports before like roswell there was there was quite a lot and in the papers as well and this is the thing and high officials and even a lot of people have seen you know uh, certain incidents and took but there was nothing to grab I think evidence. as well though because i think you guys cover that in the in the documentary about how um in the 50s 
when you know especially like before roswell and stuff when they were doing the kind of the military test um test flights of of kind of these ships it was like things nothing that anybody had seen before so if you did see something streaking across the sky you wouldn't know what it was you might think it was something out of this world um and like it when it's like when you do kind of like a um, a first draft of something or you build a concept model, you're not going to paint it up and everything. So generally speaking, they were all metallic, mm. you know. And yep. um, again, you're going to think, what's that metallic thing flying through the sky? It's like For I've sure. never seen one of those before. So it's it's um, I feel like those and to you, it's probably not even metallic. It's, it's a bright, you know, it's just it's yeah, reflecting it's like a sunlight. Sign, like it's a just a bright light. light streaking across yeah. the sky. You don't even see a silver yeah. object. You just see a very, very bright, intense light, and your your mind's like, "Wait, what? That there's nothing man made that can do that." Especially back then, as well in the fifties. I mean, we're used to it now. We see stuff in the sky now, when it's like you've yeah. got to go: is it a satellite? Is it a plane? Is it a helicopter? That's you know, there's long. so many things it could be that trying to narrow it down to is it a potential ufo is is again again it's, it's a bit more difficult yeah we see more of them now as well what's that yeah. we see more ufos now there are more reports there are more but now it's more on yeah it could be a plane helicopter or whatever let's see how it moves and where it dims the lights out and where it like you know uh, does it go off somewhere and then come back like seconds later and and different flight uh, mm-hmm. colors and stuff comes out of them and stuff so you all that kind of stuff, then you can throw all the planes, the military stuff, at, 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 like a kind of out the window because there is no way we could uh, even survive the speeds that these are doing. There's uh, no way in some of them are even small, and you, you, not even now we've got enough energy to put into a drone to to make it go that fast. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so. Um, what's next for you guys then? Have you well, kind of, I mean, in terms before we of- move on though, I, I wanted to say about the, um, people we interview, hmm. if we ever do come across someone where we think they're not being genuine, they're not being authentic. If we feel like they're just telling us what we want to hear, yeah. we probably, you know, we're not going to include something like that. Cause yeah. that's not really what the goal of this is. We never approach a movie with what we exactly want people to say. We kind of are uncovering it. Like Tyler said, it's like sculpting yeah. away at this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely interview controversial figures though. And we do get flack for that occasionally. And you know, that's the internet. Well, um, yeah, I kind of and- know that feeling. I mean, we've <laughs> interviewed flat earthers and people. So, you yeah, know, well, sure, don't, don't, sure. don't, 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 don't go there. <laughs> And and it's like where we're at now, we're two we're two dudes making these movies. They're small scale, but we're growing a fan base slowly. Um, we don't we can't offer fame or notoriety, so they're coming to us for their genuine stories. As we grow and get bigger, yeah, which we are definitely going to do as we continue making these documentaries, I'm sure we will get people that reach out to us because they do see some potential to, to further their careers or whatever. Um, and it's something we're going to actually have to really probably be aware of. Um, but I get messages like that now just from different people, you know, and you just, yeah, I just kind of use my best, uh, my best judgment, you know, sometimes you can, yeah, you can tell, uh, I think just Chris will attest to this that I, I don't know. I, I've just been fortunate and blessed with like a good memory. Uh, just 
pretty strong. And so I just have this knack for like, I don't know, like if somebody is inconsistent in what they're saying and it can be like very innocuous, like it doesn't need to be some major, like it'll just be something very tiny that didn't even need to be told. Right. But like, you know, I just, as information keeps coming in just at some point, if, if, there's just ever an inconsistency. Like, dude, I, I don't know. I automatic, it pings my radar. And so, you, you so far starts tingling. we haven't had any, anybody, um, yeah, anybody like that. And I'm hopeful with our good positive vibes and intentions and mindsets that, you know, that, that we don't come across it, but when we do, we'll deal with it. And yeah, my is- gut says, yeah, I mean, dude, we're not, we're not just, Whatever. If we we can go make fictional works in movies, no, right? We'll, like if you look at these docs, it's polished. It looks it's qu- high quality. Chris just finished filming his sci uh, sci fi horror feature Transient, which he wrote and directed. Um, so yeah, post, we can yeah. make yeah feature film. He's in post production now. It looks great. So if we want to do that stuff, we can go do that. Well, you what are we're a trying to do with docs on media. Now. It's yeah, interesting, informative, I'll, I'll entertaining, say, and thought-provoking paranormal documentaries. You both seem yeah. really genuine, and you know, it, it, and in terms of kind of looking for answers, and you're inquisitive, and you want to find out and uncover the, you know, the, the, the story, and and get those questions answered for yourself. And I believe that that's what you're doing with your documentary work, and obviously. Um, you want to kind of deliver an, as an authentic piece as you can. So, I mean, in terms of. Well, we definitely yeah. do. Like we, we, um, we really put ourselves out there. We've got, we go on so many podcasts. We, we put so much content out on the internet. Like it just, we just try and be as completely open and honest about this stuff. I freely admit I'm the most skeptical one on this, on this subject matter and everything we cover. So I'm not going to try and hide anything because but it's always you know, good to have that skepticism. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, so have you kind of worked out, uh, or, or have you had any ideas from this project that you were um, thinking of maybe carrying over onto your next documentary? Oh yeah, go ahead, Tyler. We yeah. got a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we've got. Um, all right. So, a doc that will be coming out sometime soon, uh, or in twenty early twenty twenty three, is Ghosts in the Graveyard pure pandemonium because there's an abandoned coast town in pandemonium, Pennsylvania, which for your viewers and listeners out there, if you're not aware, pandemonium is Latin for abode of demons, right? So (laughs) we've got this old abandoned historic ghost town and there's a haunted cemetery there um, with a bunch of accounts of spooky, large black figures uh, roaming the, the, the mountainside. Um, and then also other paranormal experiences, uh, because, uh, most likely in this tiny, uh, cemetery out in the middle of nowhere in the state forest, like, yeah, it's just kind of, it's still in pristine condition, which is weird. Cause it's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And like, dude, I was there over the summer interviewing the, the, an author and historian on the, the, the city or the ghost town of pandemonium and had specifically asked him like, Oh dude, you know, you're out here, whatever you said, you've been coming out of here 10 years. Like, is it always this well kept? And he's like, yeah, whether I come in summer, fall, like any time of year, the undergrowth is always the same height. And I'll be darned if we didn't just go back out there last weekend 
And it was the same height as when I was in there, like there in the summer, the grass was the same height, the undergrowth. It was so weird. Uh, but that dock is almost cursed. And we tried to go film it twice by doing a, a haunted camp out overnight at the cemetery with a paranormal investigator and medium and a bunch of other adventurous, curious people. And uh, both times last minute, the, the first time in September, Chris got deathly ill. Deathly. He started vomiting. He always like says it wasn't deathly ill, but I'm like, bro, come deathly. on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And he's like, dude, no, I can't. I'm dying. So I say deathly ill and I'm That's standing behind fair. it. That's fair. That's fair. Then last weekend, we even were out there. We are out there. We got the tent set up, fire made. We get all the tripods set up, lights. We're getting ready to interview the paranormal investigator and medium. She's got all this great equipment and she's just very uh, into this. Right. So I'm like this, I can tell we're going to get great footage. I mean, she's blessing the, 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 uh, the area and just all this, this just dope stuff. And I, I shit you not out in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone service. She gets a voicemail right before we go to start recording from her brother and her sister-in-law, they're having their, you know, a baby yeah. and she has to like the, the, the sister-in-law was induced baby's coming. She has she to has leave to go. Oh, and go be whoa. with the family. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I, yeah. And then, so I had to like, I'm like, Oh, just whatever. We had to pivot quick. I hop in my car, drive 20 minutes so I can go get cell service, call the rest of the people that are driving to yeah. this, this cemetery be like, guys, we got it. We got to Yeah. We got to pivot. We got to bail. We will reschedule. And so I think now we're going to do it November 21st. So if you boys, if your passports are good no, 12. and you can get wealth, November 12th. Sorry. You just sent me the graphic today, <laughs> but if you guys can get across the pond might be here, you want to be part of a doc, yeah. the November 12th, um, we're going to, we're going to refilm it uh, or reshoot it, start shooting it. And then Chris, tell them about this idea you have for a great uh, doc that you've been itching to make. So I have an idea that Tyler, I had to convince him by going on a bunch of podcasts and dropping it until people said it's a good idea. Okay. I want to go. So we are near Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And in Bethlehem, there's apparently this, this old, old hotel that is haunted at Christmas time. And I've never seen a Christmas ghost documentary. And I thought, that sounds something super fun and interesting. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more on the cheesy side. I don't know. We'll see what the stories are like. I don't know, honestly. Oh, but yeah. it sounded really intriguing and fun. So that's what I'm hoping we can do this December. No, that sounds actually that sounds really good, good idea as well. And I mean, just, you know, just based on like, you know, um, other media, you know, it's yeah. like Christmas, Christmas things are popular. <laughs> you know, yeah. people, you know, it'll get pulled out every Christmas. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's it, another thing. Uh, you know, uh, it's good watch. Get you. I love, you know, Christmas horror movies. So, you know, me I, too. I, I, for sure, me too. That, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, you said, mentioned there about, you know, the curse, this curse. Um, did you, did you actually physically feel sick, Chris, on that? I, the first time when we were getting ready to go, yeah, I just started vomiting everywhere. Like I was, oh, <laughs> I was fine the day start, before and I couldn't stop. That, uh, yeah, or was you actually just arrived at a location, or was that before? No, I, no, it was like the day of that I, oh, we were getting right. ready. The day before, the day before, it was the yeah. day before, yeah. And I, and I kept I was telling sick. you, come on, you can do it. Yeah. Did, you, did you man up? Oh, mate. Because, like, I, I thought, you know, when you mentioned that, because there's so many instances where people get to these, like, haunted locations, especially if there's weird energy, yeah. and it makes them physically sick. Yeah. Um, but... 
yeah, it's weird, but I'm, I'm glad you recovered there, Chris. Um, Thank you. I was going to say, obviously, you've invited us over there. I mean, I'd love to do that'd be amazing. I keep saying to Taylor, we need to go on ghost hunts and uh, try and find some people to kind of go on um, ghost investigations with. Um, obviously, if you're ever in the UK as well, if you're filming yeah. any documentaries over here, feel free to you know give we us a shout. Yeah, we're, we're very haunted over here. We are very anything you want? Any other questions you want to ask Taylor? Um. Uh, f- from the beginning of um, doing about UFOs, um, uh, from where you uh, where your beliefs were then to where your beliefs are like now from it, what has anything changed or what has changed? I'm much I'm much more uh, knowledgeable now about the subject matter. I always had interest, sort of, um, yeah. just in the idea. But now, like hearing all these these stories from all these individuals and credible individuals, I definitely uh, feel like I understand a lot more of the phenomenon. You're um, like me in that respect, because I came into this podcast very skeptical about this yeah. stuff. And as I've kind of researched it and got to kind of um, look into it, I feel like there's a lot of kind of psychology behind a lot of these kind of beliefs and stuff and why sure. people... Um, you know, and even down to it depends what we're talking about, but like it's, it can range from mass hysteria to you know um, you to um, actually believing that they've seen something or had an experience or you know many reasons why people can kind of have these experiences. But like you like you said there, it gives you a better understanding of these things and um, even just an understanding of the story itself. Yeah. You know, and that's how I like to see it as kind of like it's it's a story to me, but and missing pages and it just needs to be. I'd like added. to kind of unpack that in a way that is it's going to enlighten me as well in terms of making right. a, a more knowledgeable. So yeah, um, I get where you're coming from. That it's it definitely uh, it's been shaping me on a personal level a lot. Like I'm trying just. I'm, tr- you know, I'm in my mid to late thirties now. I'm trying to be a more open-minded person. And man, how many people get to say they like went out on like haunted battlefields of Gettysburg and camped out all night with a yeah. medium and done a seance? And st- like we just get to do these experiences and meet these people. And it's like it's like when people say you need to travel because it it kind of like reshapes your whole point of view of the world. And this is kind of doing that on a on a like a micro level i think in some ways um but hopefully as we get more bigger and you know more budgets and stuff we can travel a bit more and you know just meet more people the dream Um, yeah that's what we that's what we're trying to Uh, gain you kind of strike me though as kind of when you were just talking there chris you um seem to kind of i feel like you've got more of a a lean towards the paranormal side well I'm a huge, huge, huge horror fan from like just narrative stuff. So that always interests me just because it's, I think it's fun no matter yeah. what we find. Like, you know what I mean? I just love it. So, yeah. So, how would you feel? What would happen if you actually did have an encounter on one of these? Um... Dude. Shit himself. Well, we, <laughs> we sort of did on Ghost of Gettysburg where um, I had these battery pack things. I don't know if I have oh, it. No, I don't have it. But they're like just, um, they're char- you charge them up and then you take them for like camping. 
and we got out to the battlefield and everybody keeps telling us, oh, you're going to have all these issues with your electronics. I had yeah. just gotten this thing. I used it once. We went to turn it on. It didn't work. I was like, what the hell? Because everybody kept saying it's not going to work and it didn't. So that was weird. Like that was weird. I didn't have any other experiences that night, but uh, well, during the seance, your name uh, during the Estes method for the uh, that's true. That is true. Spirit box. I mean, it could have been coincidence, but it was interesting that your name and the other person at the camp out that were the most skeptical of the group somehow both your names, you know, were randomly verb like spoken out loud during this the spirit box. Seance, Dude, I right? yeah. I can only imagine if, if I do like really experience something, how that would just reshape all my past experiences in a lot of ways too. So I don't know. I'm open to it though. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, well, we look forward to seeing what the future holds and we look forward to seeing your next documentaries. If you want to go and check out, um, in plain sight, it's available on, it's available. Where is it available guys? It's available everywhere. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> Amazon, um, Apple TV, Google play. Yeah, iTunes, Microsoft, PlayStation, Voodoo, Vimeo, um, like Vimeo on demand, I believe. And yo, real two other quick uh, quick plugs. We're also making a doc on remote viewing. All right, we'll start production yeah. on that very shortly, as well as reincarnation, uh, like past life regression. We're gonna do one on on that Amazing. Uh, as well. So we got a number of you know. <clears throat> Like Chris said, man, this helps make us more well-rounded individuals yeah. to just go out and learn uh, and experience and hear from these people who've had these new, unique experiences. So, like, we're just going to keep creating this interesting, informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking paranormal documentary content. Yeah, and we hope do, that man. people continue to enjoy it. Um, and just as a side note, like, dude, I think it's pretty wild to see, you know, Dockside Media, Chris and I, two guys – be able to put out this polished and from what all the podcast hosts have said, just nothing but compliments on, man, this is a really great doc with new information. It looks so sharp and high production value. So it's cool for us to see that like on Amazon. um, And then, you know, see James Fox, who's like a well-known UFO filmmaker. He did the phenomenon. He just put out his uh, documentary moment of contact. Uh, and I saw, like, dude, I'm like, Chris, bro, uh, ours is available in 4K. Theirs is only in 1080p. Their budget yes. <laughs> had to be a thousand times more than ours. How yeah. are we out? Like, I haven't seen it, and I'm not trying to knock on James Fox, but I do need to watch it. I'll just be interested to see, like, dude, this is crazy. You know, we feel very fortunate to go on these adventures, like Chris said, and just yeah. that we live in the day and age where – we can even make this type of content, right, with consumer-grade equipment. We've put a lot of money, you know, like a decent amount of money. It's not super cheap, but if other people are like, dude, that looks cool. I bet I could do that. Yo, you definitely could Yeah. Um, with relatively inexpensive equipment nowadays. To make this, you know, just the cameras and stuff or those some of those drone shots – I mean, 30 years ago, some, yeah, like a drone shot that might've been whatever, $200,000 for a helicopter to go yeah. fly yeah. right for 60 minutes with this, you know, $80,000 yeah. camera. Uh, the, the equipment nowadays is definitely making, um, you know, a lot more accessible for people to make, um, films and documentaries. Um, obviously you guys are, are, are smashing it. I honestly wish you all the best, um, yeah going yeah, thanks, forward guys. Um, and like you say it, it, the other guys who've kind of give you praise they're not wrong no. you should go everyone should really go and check good it film. out really good um, film 
if you want to give them one last plug before we call it a night. You got it. So, again, it's uh, Chris Rupert and Tyler Trancer with Dockside Media. That's right. The dopest documentary production company is Side of Milky Way. Dig it, dug it, dag nab it. Let's go. Dude, we're super active on Facebook and Dockside Media. And then you can also catch us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Dockside Media. That's D-O-C-S-I-D-E Media. And then our website is www.docksidemedia.com where we've got links to all our dope paranormal documentaries and please you know, give them socials a follow because we always try and include people where we can and when we can on these documentaries if they're public campouts you know we put these public calls out call outs and posts and anybody is more than welcome to join us you don't need any experience you know that's part um like we need to have some experts there right but everybody else we're just looking for people to go have genuine experiences and along for the ride Yep, and come along, yeah, and so awesome. we'd I'm, love to have you there. Definitely. And if you like our work, please take the second, uh, like if it really moves you, to leave a review on Amazon, Voodoo, Apple TV, wherever you watch it. Just uh, like we take the time to read all that feedback, um, good, bad, and different, you know, because we're just trying to grow as people and filmmakers and, and keep getting better. So awesome. let us know what you think. Nice one. Thanks, man. I actually love these guys. They're yeah. so great. So um, we'll look forward to having you back. Hopefully you'll come back on and talk about your next project. Count on it. Count on it, man. We'll send you more advanced screeners. Dude, this oh, was a brilliant. blast. Excellent. Right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us on the show. A really great documentary. I do recommend yeah, you check it definitely. out. Um, we'll put all the links in the description we'll. or make sure you go over to the guy's website. Yes, and, uh, check them out because they've got other kind of videos as well. And they've got loads got of open, documentaries. Yeah. Um, they've got some more the, coming up. Like Bigfoot stuff and all sorts. I mean, they've yeah. really got a lot coming up. And yeah. you know what? Such good filmmakers. Yeah, uh, oh, definitely. So, you know, yeah. enough blowing smoke. Yeah, We're not yeah, blowing yeah. smoke. It's well, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really did think it was a, a really good I've video. Seen, I've seen way worse documentaries on the TV. Yeah. I'll be honest. When yeah. I watched it, it was like, you know, I thought... Nicely put in the uh, blender. I'll give in it place. a watch, and you know, we've covered you know, um, you know, officials and stuff yeah. like that who've kind of come out on deathbed confessions and stuff about the, this sort of thing, yeah. and it is interesting. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It'll appreciate your time coming on the show, guys. Hopefully, we'll get you on again. Yes, hopefully, yes. Um, if you'd today. like to be a guest on the show, you know oh, what to yeah. do. Email us at neverstraightanswer at gmail.com. Have you got an interesting topic? Yeah, sir. We want to hear it, and maybe our listeners might too. Have you got any top secret information? Top secret any information. Any conspiracy that... Where is the microfiche? Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I oh, hang on. Um, well, I think we've got some news to cover. We have. Well, it's been a busy week this it week. Is. So, it has. without it further has. ado, well, let's get down to that. Do do. Pity poo. <laughs> It's the news! Jingle jangle doom. It's almost Christmas. It, you just, oh, re- you just yeah. reminded me with that jingle jangle business. You know what? I know. And, and, and they're starting to bring out the Christmas stuff, which... i seen somebody putting Christmas I decorations just, up, uh, yeah. like, the other week. Fucking Halloween ain't even over yet, and the, the, you know what I mean? It's crazy, it's, isn't it? But um, then, then the, the, at least it wasn't in September. But then again, I did see some stuff in September. I've seen but, stuff. 
But I mean, the stuff in shops, the, yeah. the supermarket shelves have got uh, selection boxes and Christmas Easter, uh, Christmas stuff up at Easter. Well, they better not down the fucking prices. I know, yeah, I can't going. afford a chocolate no? Santa this year. Oh, no, oh, <laughs> no, no, I'll get you a chocolate uh, uh, bunny rabbit. Oh, the reindeer. Oh, actually, I heard something really weird about reindeers. All right. Like, so um, it was more about magic mushrooms, actually, yeah. But do you know the Fly Agaric magic, magic mushroom? Yeah. Which is the red and white. Yeah, yeah, Famously, yeah. Yeah, the dotty the one. The famous yeah, yeah. mushroom, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, um, the reason why they've got a bit of a Christmas um, connection. So not only are they red and white, yeah, yeah. but apparently the um, reindeers used to eat them because they used to grow at the bottom of spruce trees. All right. right. Okay. So the reindeer would come over, mm. eat the um, the mushrooms. Get which, off there, Which were tits. actually, yeah, of course, right? And they probably thought they could fly. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, that's where so, the idea come from. So you've got these fly agaric mushrooms that reindeers come and eat them. Mm. To a human, they're mm. poisonous, right? Because yeah. our stomachs can't process the, the poisons yeah. enough to... You know, get the benefits. To be able to enjoy, unless yeah. we, you know, they've got to be processed and heated and a load of shit done to them before we can eat them and experience the. Yeah, and a lot of people throw the, a lot in instead of trying a little bit at a time. Well, it's especially, I mean, I think these different types, the uh, Libya yeah. caps, I think you can have like without, you know, um, well, uh, it, without heat treating them or doing anything to them. But these red and white ones, yeah. I wouldn't recommend eating them off no. the forest floor, is oh, what I'm getting no, at. No. But. Clean them first. But. Go on. The um the the actual origin um the original people who used to live around these areas yeah yeah right used to follow the reindeers right because the reindeer's stomach could process the chemicals yeah, yeah? and then they'd eat the mushrooms they'd piss out um the the, the toxins yeah. or whatever right shit out into the, the snow yeah and the natives would follow the reindeers eating like a, a pissy slusher. Right? Oh. Yeah, to get high and trip balls off the fucking reindeer slush. Yeah, oh. right. So then the shaman, yeah, would go, hang on. Well, I'm a shaman, so I can eat this stuff and probably handle it a bit better than most people. Yeah, I'm a shaman. Yeah, so we'd yeah. eat all these mushrooms. Then he'd piss in a bottle. Yeah, and it'd be like, oh. why don't you drink my piss instead of drinking reindeer oh. piss? But. That is genuinely the truth, yeah. And do you know what? I'd probably say that those um, natives, those natives, would probably see reindeers flying as well. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll beat you on well, the pissing one. It's not a competition. One. I'll beat you on the pissing one, right? Uh, I just learned... so we're having a pissing competition uh, now. Is this well, what it is? <laughs> no, someone else is, but we're telling stories. All right, go. Uh, on. Uh, there's a, a delicacy egg. I believe, and I'm not too sure, I think it's uh, Japan. I right? know you were going to say this is right. horrible. These right. are horrible. Now, uh, these e eggs have got to be boiled in a certain water, and that water is like 10-year-old boys' piss. Oh. They collect the uh, piss from uh, the schools, and they boil it, and it's like a, it's like a, a, a green like kind of substance in the middle but apparently it's a substance it's, it's a chicken it's a fucking it's well, a it's, well I, I should imagine oh, it's, it looks it's horrible. pulling certain toxins into the center of it i'd rather have a reindeer slushy, but yeah thanks. apparently it's a delicacy <laughs> and it's like yeah no not for me it's, Look, it's some looks some, like a dragon egg it's crazy isn't it how yeah. some people do how they kind of like you know they see the world and go nope i'm not doing that or i'm doing yeah, yeah, it yeah. this way or I'm, I'm gonna write my own story this is a case about this story i found yeah which is the world's dirtiest man all oh, right, right okay he was dubbed the world's dirtiest man yeah he's just died at the age of 94 yeah good innings 
I mean, good innings for a man who never washed. Yeah. Yeah. Right, now, the uh, Iranian man who um, didn't bathe for more than 60 years, he died on Sunday at 94, according to local reports. Um, they claim that um, he didn't ba- bathe. I think he was called um, Uncle Haji, yeah, which was what he was known as. Um, he was one of the elders, um, or one of the older people on the in the in the area. Mm. Um, most notably, he became known for be as the world's dirtiest man for not taking a bath in over yeah. sixty years, for fears that he'd get sick for the use of soap and water. What he must have been dehydrated to fuck. Most well, maybe he drank. Life. He might have drank water, but I mean, well, like, yeah, he's, but he's still never bathed in it, right? But do you know how he died? How? Right, so this is this is what the headline reads, right? So the world's dirtiest man dies at 94, reportedly not long after his first bath in 60 years. Oh, fuck. Why did they force it he on him? Like, bath. get in that fucking he bath now, you stink. Because he had a bath. Yeah, because he's shot. I think it was the fucking dirt keeping him together, basically, well, by the sounds of it. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah Obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just amazing me that, falling off. that you could... I mean, there's a photo of him here as well. So, I mean, I'm going to take a picture and put that on Instagram, potentially. Because, um, yeah, I found that, um, that yeah, amazing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I feel a bit grotty if I've not had a shower after a, a, yeah, a night. Yeah, I feel like... Mm, I feel so. a bit kind of like... Yeah, a bit scroty. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's an horrible. A bit oily, word. a bit grim, grimy. Yeah, yeah. So this is salty. what I always watch when I'm watching Walking Dead or anything like that, and I mm. think, oh, apocalypse would be horrible, mate. Everyone would smell. Yeah, everyone would oh. just be like in the same clothes, in the same underpants. Yeah. Oh, oh God knows you're not how washing long. your bollocks for like twelve months. I oh. mean, I think that's worse than the zombie apocalypse. To well, be honest, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, world's dirtiest man. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon uh, he should have had a bath uh, earlier and he wouldn't have he had that much of a shock. He should have had a bath around 30 years, Mark. Yeah but, yeah, but do you reckon they threatened him? Like, you're getting in a fucking bath. You're not getting in that coffin without probably, me having a bath probably first. just fucking hosed him down, to be honest. That would probably be the best idea. You know what I mean? Have a bucket of water at the top of him when he walks out outside. He did the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> he got nominated for the ice bucket challenge and then he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to have a bath. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, do you know, you know, I mean, t- talking about home, I mean, he's, I wouldn't say, I don't even know if he was homeless, yeah, but, you know, there's a big problem with homeless homelessness all around the world. Yeah, at the moment. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, getting worse, man. Um, you know, there's some videos which are really eye-openers on the yeah. on the on on YouTube and on the internet. Um, if you were to kind of put Kensington Avenue, uh, yeah. Philadelphia, or LA's Skid Row, yeah. um, you see some quite amazing sights in terms of like you know how Shocking the society sights. is yeah. kind of um Let's in these places it. um it's it's amazing and i mean a lot of it is down to this fentanyl isn't it yeah yeah um, yeah i mean you've got some news on that which you can go into in a second yeah. because i mean the fentanyl problem in the us is is fucking dire yeah by the looks of absolutely it. i mean especially if like these kensington avenue places or anything to go by um but not to say all homeless people they're on it, yeah. No, no, no. Everyone's different. Anyone. Everybody's different, yeah. and everyone's got their own circumstances. Yeah. Um, I found this story actually about a homeless man in um, Los Angeles who's built a wooden house. Yeah? Oh, right. But it amazes me. So let's look at LA as like uh, for an example of the the kind of the divisions between the rich, rich and the and poor, poor. Yeah. Right. You've got Beverly Hills. You've got yeah. the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. You got right m- up the road. Many millions. Right. Up there. And then literally. A stone's throw. You've got um, these parks and you know skid rows and places that are just literally littered with the homeless. Yeah, yeah. Just shows you. 
the, you know, I mean, and it's weird that people all congregate as in one area because this guy, he's took it Safety upon in numbers, himself. Isn't well, it? Potentially, yeah. This one guy, he's taken it upon himself to literally move away from that area, yeah. Oh, right. And he's built his wooden house on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> oh yeah. If you're oh. gonna go, if you're gonna go, go big. Yeah, you know might I mean? as well. Yeah. He's built it on the sidewalk, right. yeah, and he says he's happy as Larry. It's giving him a bit of empowerment. Yeah, he feels of like he's got a nice Beverly Hills address now. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like well, Hollywood address. Um, so I mean, he's appeared on like you know Fox News, uh, but this homeless man in LA, he's built a small wooden house. Um, it's on wheels, so he uh, he can move it. All right. But he has put it on Hollywood Boulevard, and um, obviously people have been a bit frustrated by it. Some people ah. are really happy to have him there, yeah, because yeah. the man yeah. he goes by Q, um, and he's basically built a house on wheels um, using bits of wood that people have discarded. Um, he's constructed it with the help of his friends, and he basically was offered temporary housing, right? But, well, when he parked there? Well, no, before, beforehand, right? Okay. But the way he sees it is, they want to put me up in a temporary home, yeah? yeah? But I'm happy in my home I've made well, for myself. Well, cage him up and he wants yeah. to be free. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I mean, he turned down the temporary housing. Um, he prefers his makeshift home over any temporary stay in a hotel. Fair enough, Which yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, I can't yeah. argue I can't with the argue. He's more um, free than we are. Exactly. He says that it's kind of giving, giving him a, an empowerment and um, so he says should. he thinks that um, he's not bothering anyone, so why should, yeah, exactly. why should he exactly. be uh, penalised for that? I think that's great. I do. I think, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it's a, a good example that you don't need all the all the, all the the shit around you. Yeah, good on you, Q. Yeah. Have a good day, mate. Yeah. Um, are you seeing anything else? Any news? Oh, that fentanyl. Oh, your fentanyl stuff. Yeah. yeah, so go on. <clears throat> tell us about that. So I've just heard, not, uh, not that long ago, about an hour or two ago, about um, the companies that um, you know supplied yeah. this fentanyl, um, they've offered uh, four to four point four billion to wipe out everything to go like right. What, yeah, to fix dealt with. all these? Yeah, fix all the issues. There we go. No I mean, problem. It's not a case of fixing the issues. You ruin like people's lives forever. Down. It I mean, be have you seen down. that lean? Yeah, yeah, like when the when the high on fentanyl, yeah. they, they call it the way is it the, you know the dopamine lean. Yeah, like, these guys are. I think you could, you know, Fuck say weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. These guys, you know, they don't. They literally, no. and if they fell down, I don't think they'd even notice, no, to be honest. No, I don't, um, I I don't, don't think that they can fix these problems as easy as the, the, um, they, they think they can. Yeah. I mean, what, so well, this I mean, is what, means, watch what drug means companies. are they going to be putting in? Well, this is the thing, you see. And this but is we're a, giving this them more takes, freedom. I mean, I don't want to be going into too much, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I could see what I'm about to say could raise a lot of conversation. Yeah, right. But All right, I'll keep it In down. terms of red tape, yeah, um, I'm talking like, you know, if I'm, I've decided I'm going to create a new chemical, a new tablet or um, cure or whatever, you yeah. know, some, uh, some pharmaceutical bullshit. Just stop me missus getting yeah. a moustache. Yeah, that's exactly go. what I'm doing, right? Yeah. yeah, so I'm 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 that's my goal. You know, women yeah, women with drugs. mustaches have suffered for too long. Yeah, yeah. Let's shave them. We're gonna off. we're gonna we're gonna put eradicate it, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I go to whoever the whoever I need to speak to and yeah. say, I wanna put this drug out on the market yeah. and I have to jump through loads of hoops, red tapes, chemical trials, all the rest of it, until I can prove that this product is safe to yes. be sold to consumers, yes, right? Yes. Now when things are rushed through because of the way situations are in the on in the globe, yeah, yeah right, on the in, on the planet, yeah, yeah, where people go, oh, we can do it, but we can't be 
being scrutinised for all the testing and human trials and yeah, all the it bullshit. Takes ten years it takes to 10 go years to do. That, yeah. Yeah. We need to get it done in 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when fentanyl yeah, must have gone through that train that that ten year period yeah, yeah. for it to be okayed for consumer yeah. Uh, use, yeah, and putting it in all these other uh, make all these applications for it, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and now they find that it's uh, uh, fucking really harmful, yeah, yeah. But they've so, never made so much so, fucking money. You know, you've got to <laughs> kind of go. Mm, well, what about the stuff that they've just rushed through over twelve months? Yeah, you know, they, uh, they you, have you got don't yet know the harming effects of things until you've had a, a good long test period of it. Yeah, yeah? and you know, well, it, well this let's is just for, say that for like is, COVID, uh, they have got one on that, that they are doing a ten-year. Study on it. Yeah, two thousand and thirty. But there is another one that's just come out. And what do you think the effect? What do you think the findings are going to be on that? Well, it's in, uh, at the minute, in, including in law, it's finding that um, uh, all these companies that were giving out the drugs were 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 are fucking us up. Uh, right. Well, let's not talk but about. We won't that go. Right uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they are. I mean, I'd take that uh, one. You know, thirty, uh, 20, uh, 10 years down the line. But I'm um, more likely to take that one than I oh, am course, to take yeah, the one tested, now because it's been and tested. It's been yeah. tried and tested, obviously, and I think most people would agree with you on that. Yeah, now so they will, yeah. It's a bit too kind of... Uh, this is the thing. I think we kind of mess around with nature a bit too much. I, I found much. this story. I don't know if you've seen this. Hmm. Um, you know, we've seen grow uh, ears and stuff on mice and... Like, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, in a lab and that. All yeah, the yeah, lab yeah. stuff that yeah. they managed yeah. to make. Dolly the sheep and all that shit. All day. Yeah. Well, this is the first man-made biological leaf. Leaf? Yep. Ah, oh, fucking messing with nature again. Made a leaf. It looks quite like, you know, it looks man-made. No, no, it, it, it totally, does look man-made. It looks man-made. There's a photo of it here. If you want to have a look. Oh, ah, yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, in fact... It's got a bit of a geometrical pattern on it. I was actually watching about uh, a car show the other day. Yeah. Uh, uh, yesterday, funny enough, and they have that. In the handles, they made it and put like because it's economical. They uh, they put um, glass over it and made one and, and put it in the in the sand. What for? What reasons? Because I mean, it's, it's the same style or something. You yeah, know, they make the... it look more economical. Oh, we got uh, is, there's a leaf being made for this machine. It's crazy. I mean, I mean they're basically saying that this it, it actually um, can soak up carbon. Yeah, it can do all the bits and pieces that a normal leaf can do. Yeah. Release, right. soak up carbon, release um, oxygen. Yeah, but it's still got to be some kind of mechanical. I mean, I'm, I'm not being fingier, but are we on a leaf shortage? Are we no. running out of leaves? No. Because I, I don't see what actually this achieves. I feel like, yeah, fair enough, you've, you've said that you can make a leaf, right? But well, yeah, it doesn't rainforest. look like a leaf. It acts like a leaf. But we're not short of leaves that actually grow in the wild. <laughs> so it just makes no sense to I me. think what they may be thinking of is in a, a in a uh, what about 10 years time like um brazil you know with them chopping down then the lungs of the earth and like they're being chopped down like faster than ever and um, putting up maybe uh posts with these on there to turn around and go well we are catching carbon now we're doing more than what the trees were doing well but where in fact it's actually algae that collects Oh more yeah, yeah, than yeah. Any other. Actually, grass, and we're ruining, and we're ruining, yeah, and um, we're ruining. Catch that. more carbon yeah. than trees, actually. In in fact, as well. Yeah. Um, actually, looking down this article, there is one good application that I can see for it. Uh, okay, go Space on. Space travel. Hey, 
What I do you mean, mean drop a shit well, load of leaves on Mars well, no, and no, all feet soaks up? Uh, could be used uh, for space exploration as an oxygen generator. Uh, this hey, could be that an is advantage a good over idea. normal plants because they're genetically yeah. modified to be more hardy, I suppose. Well, if if that could uh, if they could make that operate as a, a full system on its own. Yeah, then fair play. Yeah, then you won't even need an oxygen tank. You could go further and deeper. Suck a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Suck a leaf yeah. and get back out there. Just shove this uh, leaf in your mask and you'll be all right. There's the oxygen. It's just making oxygen yeah. for me. But then, yet again, yeah, it's mechanical. It and if it's mechanical, it will break at one point or another. You know what I mean? So there'll be a lot of, a well, lot of testing. It'll decompose, I reckon, still. It's not exactly like, well, then you know, an infinite thing. Then... Yeah, well, you need to make it an infinite thing, like a little mini factory, you know, like they're doing with, uh, mi like... I, I just, I just, how you just described that, a mini factory, yeah. like of little umpa-lumpas making leaves. Yeah, no, mate, no, within the leaves making, making the oxygen, oh. you know, changing the well, yeah, dioxide I mean, to like oxygen. One leaf's not going to pump out that much oxygen, is it? I mean, it'd be like a tree does, would you notice no, but the amount if it's of oxygen mechanical. one tree's producing? I well, if it's if mechanical, it, 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 it should be able to uh, collect more in the environment where you are at so um it possibly could throw out more maybe well if you genetically modify it too well it's better than genetically modifying us science yeah yeah, yeah. Love it goes. science oh yeah well, yeah i don't know about playing god but you know well yeah, I, yeah there's too many companies playing god and they don't even have a fucking clue and when they make the mistakes they always hide it and we always pay the penalty for it oh i'll see a god fight yeah. The man who made the sheep versus the man who made the leaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Godfather! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chewing you. It's like, right, my money's on this guy. <laughs> right, anyway, he eats meat. This guy eats leaves. Oh, well, hopefully there will be an MP um, from England who will be eating some kind of bollock soon. I hope he, I hope he chokes on a kangaroo yeah. dick. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking I about, hope, I, hope he gets, I hope he gets chlamydia off a fucking uh, koala. Koala. He ain't going to get nowhere near an animal like that. Right, he, okay, so I'm, I, it. I mean... People are probably already cutting down, but I think we're talking about Matt Hancock. Yeah, the ex-health uh, secretary who fucked that up. and uh, fucked a lot of shit up, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Uh, got caught knobbing his, um, his secretary, his secretary yeah, in yeah. his um, office during um, a time where you should be uh, maintaining self-aware distance. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah. Six metres and all that. But, oh, nope. Yeah, well, he got kicked out for that one, he? did he? a lot of stuff. He lost uh, a lot see, of shit. Right, I've got, I, one thing I always wondered about this scandal was, yeah. who was it? that sent the video to the uh, to the papers and all the rest of it. There's obviously somebody within the 10 Downing Street Good. who weren't happy with what was going on Good. and said, fuck you, Hancock. Good. I think we need more fucking spies in there to find out what these cunts have been up to. I don't think we need more spies. That's not, no more that's not a welcome invitation. For the social... That's not a welcome invitation yeah, to international yeah. terrorism. Yeah, we already have enough. Spies and stuff. Uh, it's like, hey, But I mean, from? for, uh, you know, that, let, uh, that leaked these kind of stuffs out that needs to be, uh, you know, told instead of them playing uh, playing games behind uh, the protection of Parliament. Yeah, quit playing games with my heart. Yeah, I'm a money. You know what I mean? Because it's our money. We own them and they work for us. We don't we own always... them. Well, we do. Well, we we, own own them. No, no, we no, no, pay no. them. We, we pay own them. the cunts. We pay them to do the job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. We don't own them between, like, you know, nine to five. Uh, I mean, oh, we no, own them between no, no, nine to no, five. No. They but go on business. We own 365 <laughs> days a year, mate. I'm That's only like, joking. We, you know, I just don't... I just don't think it's going to um, 
help his popularity much um, in terms of... Oh, no, he's been kicked out of the party. It, well, he's been suspended out of the party, so he's still an MP, but he's he's uh, uh, an MP on his own, basically. He's, got, he's in his own party. One thing that did make me laugh um, was, I think she's an ex-Coronation Street actress. Um, she's also on, like, Loose Women occasionally. I forget her name now, yeah, right, but short, blonde hair. Um, she, she's been, she's a known actress. She's been around, right. She's been around. She's basically known for ITV work. Yeah, right. Right. Now she hits Twitter, kicking off going out about, um, you know, um, at Matt Hancock yeah. going on the show. Yeah. And some guy, again, I must find the tweet. Yeah. But like some guys just turned around and gone, well, considering you, you're paid by the same paymasters as fucking the guys on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Yeah. Yeah. Stop fucking complaining about it and yeah. quit your job then if you're so dissatisfied. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I went, do you know what? Well fucking said, yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Well, be careful yeah. what you say out it's there. Like you can't complain and say, oh, it's a fucking piss take because your bosses have hired him. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then quit the organisation you're working for. Go and have a word with your bosses. For, or have a word with yeah. your bosses. Yeah. And see how long you last. Exactly. Here's yeah. your contract. Bye bye. Hitting Twitter. Yeah, yeah, just because you can say what you feel like, you can say what you want now. Well, yeah, but that's what they, they use it for now, you know what I mean? To try and push buttons for uh, and arguments. Yeah, to try no and point. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, but... It, one love, people. One yeah. one world, one love. Yeah, yeah, look after each other and we'll be yeah. all fine. If we don't, then we're fucked. Let's all sit down and have a big sesh. It'll be really... Yeah, ah, yeah, I'm up for that one. That's yeah. what I think we should do, you know. Like, if we can organise an international summit, yeah, between yeah. all the world leaders... Where we just sit down. You yeah. in and put a I'll, I'll, big I'll, bag of weed in the middle. Big bag of weed in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, right. And just say, listen, guys, right, you're not leaving until that bag's finished. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. No food. Uh, you can have munchies. No, no, no. But no, only no. If, if you've had some. But no, we want a few decisions <laughs> made, making before we order lunch. Well, yeah. Ma- well, <laughs> make it. sure they've smoked first. Make sure they've, uh, you know, they're, they're in the party atmosphere and yeah. they're like, you know what, we need to sort this shit out. I now. think that could solve a lot of shit. But. Who knows? Yeah, I've never well. seen. I've never seen a fight break out. No, no. In in a in a do you know like um, a, a stoner circle. Yeah, no, no. Never no. happens. It's like that. Oh, oh, I don't like. It's like you, get yeah. the bongos out yeah. and the guitar, man. Yeah. Let's have a. You fucking forget about jam. it five minutes later. I know. Yeah. They forget, what were we arguing about? Yeah. <laughs> Folk knows. Pass that spliff. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. So you know, you know, have you got anything else news wise? Um. Yeah. Um. An Australian uh, woman. Um, I know Australia. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, actually, just before you may go any yeah. further, it is actually going back to Australia now. Um, I'm a celebrity because he. Were they going COVID, to Africa or something? I don't know. I think it was in Australia. Obviously, Australia. Yeah, um, yeah. Was where it was uh, filmed, but, but then I they moved to Conway or somewhere in Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the Abe, road from Abe my mum. Uh, my mates, uh, mum and dad. Um, but. Um, this one, I heard a couple of weeks ago that it was somewhere in Africa. It wasn't going to be in the same places. Oh, well, he might get eaten by a lion then. Well, no, but like you said, it's gone back to Australia, so I don't know what's gone on there. Some it's uh, Oh, well, a that, bit who knows? Miss, uh, who knows? Probably budget. Fucking, you know what I mean? I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah, they anyway, want more money for the show. Australia. Love, lovely place, apparently, by all accounts, but apart from everything that could kill you. Well, even well, anything can kill you, can't it? Really? Yeah, no, but I think you've got more chance of dying in Australia. Well, yeah, well, yeah, very true. Yeah, very uh, poisonous uh, place, but nice. Lovely people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, poisonous yeah. Poisonous wildlife. Unless you're the boss of a West Australian mine, who warned his staff um, to return back to work 
Um, well, why? What did they, why did they, were they on strike or something? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, 20 of his best employees won the national lottery. Wait, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, syndicate, I take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. sweet. How many employees? Pick, does, I think how it was. How many employees does he have? Uh, he must have had loads, well, but these it are his best the employees. Uh, depends how big the operation is, right? So, yeah. and Mine's if it's a, big. a syndicate, yeah, for him to quit the job, they must have won a bit. Well, uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, f- uh, Thirty million, or it would be fifty-three uh, million dollars. Wow! Jackpot. So they've all come out with a, quite a bit of money then. Well, each well, of why, them. Why are they all? Wait, wait a minute. So the boss has lost his whole workforce because they've won the lottery, and now he's asking him to come back to work. His best workforce. And wouldn't you just be probably like, probably people have been there for like uh, years, like sorry, boss. accountant, maybe uh, you know, like uh, managers. You know what I mean? Imagine all your managing workforce just Actually, stood up and went, I'm fucking off. It's a mining operation as well. And, like, you know, whenever I Losing see money kind of... Day um, by day. Yeah, I was going to say, whenever I see um, Gold Rush, yeah. like, you know, if one of the pieces of equipment breaks down for a day, yeah. it means he can't operate. And then it's like they lose, like you say, thousands, hundreds of thousands yeah. a day. Yeah. yeah. So how long of non-running his plan would it be before... He's lost as much as they've won. Well, yeah. He might yeah, already yeah, be yeah, at yeah. that point, and that's why he's like, look, yeah, guys, you've just be. ruined my business by winning the lottery. This is it. You know this is I mean? why he's warned him. I, I Can't think he hire he's... new staff? I mean... Well, promotions all around. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You're all you're all supervisors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need some more in there because we we need some more supervisors. Yeah, we've got, got a brand new crew. Right, let's go down to the Dole office and get all, all the, uh, the, the kids who've it's left It's like, I don't school. work here. I just come here on a consultancy basis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back as a consultant. But then it, it's going to take time to train these people, uh, uh, the new a load 20 of, a load of coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you know what I mean? And then uh, he, he's got a lot of uh, issues, but they come out with 1.44 million, so that's nice. Fair enough. Yeah, or <laughs> $2.6 million. That is nice. It is. It is. I wish I had that. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go back to work either. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, yeah. do you know what I would, but I'd be doing something I wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? I'd be standing there having a chat. You never know; these guys might club, depends who you work club for. Club the money really. together and start up their own mining operation if they're that good at it. One of them could probably do it on their own. Oh uh, yeah, go to your boss yeah. and go. Do you know what? I tell you what, I'll buy your mine off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think he's he's got the he's he's going to have the idea. He's going to sue because they've left him in the, the lurch, uh, he, he could bank, he'd get bankrolled. Well, yeah, no, he could bankrupt Bank, him, yeah. yeah. And like if, if that, like I say, it's like, how long does it take before he loses as much as they've won? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is kind of a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Because on one hand, you're like, you know, guilt-free of won this money fair and square. Yeah, but, well, in your contract, you, you may have to work for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Until <laughs> yeah, he, all right, until then I'll work for two of, weeks. Until he can f- f- uh, fill the vacancy. Or, yeah. you know, you kind of... If he's been good to you as a boss, you go, well, do you know what, I'll help him out. I don't need the money, but, you know, I'll I'll crack on with the job because... Yeah, and from what I could see from here, if he went to court, he would win. So the money you've just gained, you're going to lose. lose at least half of it because you've got to pay the solicitors and then their solicitors. You know what I mean? So, you know, j- just go back to work. Go back to work and everything will be fine. Yeah, that's like, you yeah. can't win the lottery and then be forced to go back to work. I know, it's a bastard, that isn't though, it? isn't it? Isn't it? What would like, you guys I'm going do? Holiday, mate. I mean, leave a comment. Please, I mean, would you would you go? Would back you to work? leave work? Would you go back? Would you stay in work? Would you would you just quit tomorrow? Or if your boss 
asked you to return because yeah. he was struggling, would you do it? Yeah, and he, he, he extends it for a month. Not two weeks, but you extended to, to a month, you owe me. I don't know. I'm, yeah. not, paying, I'm not paying your holiday pay. Yeah, anyway. You know, well, let's see what the law says. That I've got money now. I can get my solicitor on the fucker. Um, boom, 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 boom. I've got one. a couple of stories um, before oh, crack on well, with I got the another, NASA news. Go on, you crack another on Another bit it. of a lottery uh, win. Um... A, a, a lady walked... A lady? <laughs> well, let's presume she was a lady. A lady? Um, I'd uh, uh, gone into a shop and won a lottery uh, win of 100k. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and to celebrate, she thought she'd buy three more tickets. Oh, she didn't tell won, me she won again. She won 300k, so for every one ticket she had she won 100k oh my days yeah. i'd is... be like that right i'm doing another one then bang she might have but then got up, like nothing yeah nothing just bought, All right, another 10 what? more bang you're not you're not down are you well no 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 it's like i keep seeing well these videos on youtube i was showing you one earlier didn't weren't i yeah and it's like blow it blows my mind right yeah so this particular video was one of those do you know 2p penny falls yeah yeah or whatever the equivalent is you probably put quarters in in the, in the States. Oh, yes. Yeah? Or yes. 10Ps in the, in Blackpool or wherever. If you're in Vegas, you've probably got casinos that do yeah. high stakes. Penny yeah. falls, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm used to just winning a handful of 2Ps on these machines, but the video that I watched had a buy-in of 3 million. Fuck yeah. that. So you have to hand over 3 million. For right. how many coins? Because I want a load of coins for fucking three million. So for three million, I think he got fifty coins. Fifty right? coins. So they give him fifty. Uh, it, in the video we watched earlier, yeah, yeah, he got about fifty coins, fifty quarters. Yeah, yeah. And he had to try and utilize those coins to win more coins to try and be, knock over the big stacks of chips and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really weird. I mean, it kind yeah. of fucking sucks you in. Yeah, yeah to watch yeah. it because you just see these coins falling every five minutes. But what blows my mind is the payout he, that he got, right? In one of the videos, I think that was a two million five, two and a half million buy-in, and he walked Fucking away up. with nearly 300 million. Fucking Playing up, a yeah. slot penny falls machine. And this is Vegas, but it just blows Yeah, but you got to have that million you, before yeah, you can exactly do it. Exactly my point, yeah. Who has two and a half million to risk like that? Do you know if what I mean? If you have, just pass it this way, you know. If uh, you are one of those people... Good with it. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. don't put it in a slot machine. It might just don't put all of it in your slot machine. No, you know, no. invest in good Inve- causes like yeah, us. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. There we go. Pete, uh, honestly, right? It just it. We can't even fucking sell shit on a t-shirt. I, yeah, or a I, know. Than that. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. And people are putting fucking three million in for what fifty coins? For fifty coins. On so he could get balls. like three hundred million or something. And it's Holy like, tilly, fuck oh. me. Yeah. But. So I mean, if you've got that type of money to do that type fuck of thing, yeah. yeah, right, then send a bit our way. But I'd really fucking appreciate. It's not it. only that; it's hitting the little people now as well because I've the first time I've seen them was actually on an advert on uh, a game. Uh, okay. on the phone yeah, 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 and yeah. it was like it was shot and was like what the fuck's this you see do you know that trickle down or what they call it trickle down economics yeah right the bullshit and that we've is, had this for is like what we've 40 been, years. They've been talking about recently about basically saying that if the bankers get their bonuses then they go on a holiday or they do this they spend this money and it trickles yeah. down that's their logic behind it. it's bullshit yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. they if, even give it quiz shows and stuff money 
Bank of England gives it to the quiz show so it, it circulates. Yeah, because, oh. well, that makes sense, right? And that's what I was about to say. Now, if the National Lottery was to make, like, a hundred millionaires, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where they all yeah, got about yeah, yeah. two or three million each, yeah. yeah, one mega jackpot where they made 50 millionaires on, in, a, in the UK alone, yeah? Right? Yeah, in a then, month. Then that <laughs> might work as trickle-down economics because yes. they are the type of people winning the lottery who will go and buy a new car, will buy a new house, will buy all the stuff for it. Problem you know is, I mean? Camelot has lost their license and some new companies ah. come in. Yes, they've lost their license. New company comes in next year. What are they called? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked Spam-a-lot. into it. But uh, when he had, they lost the license, it was like, hold on. So that means the contract that John it'll be Major will, had written well up. Like is being uh, undercut and there'll be a new contract there. Yeah, but that contract with John Major... Um, has already placed, been ruined. Yeah, I know, but because there was the, no government was allowed to touch the money, but yeah, like basically yeah. that's not really happened. Anyway, yeah, all these good fortune. Hope some yeah. of it rubs off on you oh, and us. Yeah, come this way. Um, I found this um, crazy story. Hmm. We've talked about like um, big cats. Yeah. Yeah, we've big got some... Big cats. Got some... Some spots round here at the minute. Seriously, uh, oh yeah, loads, it, loads in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but would you believe an elephant-sized demon cat? Oh no, elephant-sized. But I did have a dream that I went out and killed a cat, hunted one down. A cat? Yeah, black cat. Don't, you I know. wouldn't say that on the interweb. People like cats. No, th- <laughs> it was a dream. I didn't go out and all do right, it. Okay. But the, the, yeah, you know these big black cats that have been spotted all oh, over like, the place. Oh, so like a kind of like a panther or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And I, I, I shot it in its front of the, its legs, so I didn't kill it, but I injured it, so it stayed so I could capture it. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Dream analysis know. time. Stay if away you, from Black Panthers. If you like dream analysis, get on, tell Taylor what his dream means. Uh, well, mm. this elephant-sized demon cat is said to appear in the US uh, capital before um, national emergencies, according to reports. Okay. Goes back as far as 1862. This is a, a This quite... is a topic, mate. I think we should cover this. This sounds awesome. So the demon cat is said to appear near the grounds of the US capital or the White House um, just before national emergencies. Uh, sightings have been reported before um, the assassination of JFK and just before the stock market crashed. Fucking hell, it must be sitting on the steps right now, just oh, sitting there hell. waiting. Yeah, just like, well, I was wondering, actually, that, you know, in terms of, like, you know, that, yeah. the, the, the um, how many seconds to midnight is it at the moment? Has one. it changed? Yeah, I believe it's still one. Is one it still second, one yeah. second to yeah. midnight? Yeah, which is <laughs> it's not fucking good. It's crazy, isn't it? It's not it? fucking good, especially um, um, with... Uh, Extra news that I got there. Well, I've not finished. Oh, sorry. So more than 150 years, demon cat. Um, some say has um, been been hanging around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, size of an elephant. It's probably the most common of all the ghost stories of the capital. See, and yeah, it's probably the probably the first time I've heard about that it. That is the first time I've heard about it. Well, yeah. I think we should go into that in a bit more depth in the future. Yeah, I think we're doing. Uh, uh, I think we're doing a show around one of them. Yeah. yeah. So um, quickly Definitely. though, mm-hmm. I do have a dog story. You know, we've done a cat. Let's do a dog. Let's do um, a dog. We all dog, like this, this dog was caught <laughs> running, dog. running uh, through Mexico. Yeah. Caught running through Mexico. What? It's free. What's going on? It was running in me- running around Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. With a human head in its mouth. Whoa. Yeah. After Hungry. a car um, after a cartel message was found written uh, next to the body. Oh shit. So. Yeah. Oh shit. Poor wow. dog. <laughs> poor dog. <laughs> yeah. uh, poor poor fucker who had to chase the fucking dog to get the head off him. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the residents of a north, um, north uh, central Mexico town were stunned as they saw a dog running down the street with a human head in its mouth. Oh. Officials in the uh, violence uh, plague state um, have confirmed the incident was um, due to cartel involvement. See, the best one I've seen with a dog is where it looks like a spider. And it runs down. Oh, I've seen you that. You've seen it. Yeah, it's I've seen fucking that. Fucking brilliant. That, that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. fucking hell. That would scare you, though. Yeah, yeah. You'd shit yourself. You'd be kicking out the fucker. Yeah, so, um, right. You needed a bit more protection. What, stu- what news have you got left? Oh, right. I got this one um, when you was talking about wars and stuff. Uh, uh, there could be another one on the uh, horizon because North and South Korea, both of them, have fired missiles uh, into the oceans uh, right next to each other's coastline oh. for the first time. That doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good that it sounds like fucking more more things are, are It's just escalating, there. isn't it? Yeah. It's just escalating and escalating. Yeah. Do you think, like, you know, in terms of our Nostradamus episode, mid mid-December, it says shit's going to happen. It's sounding more, more, more... More and more. I reckon everybody best deathbed confession time. <laughs> yeah. Get that nappy on because you know you're going to shit yourself. Yes, it's brown trousers yeah, time. Yeah, it definitely is that one. But hopefully the powers that be will be fucking sensible. At least one of them and turn around and go, no, we'll do it this way. Oh, well, I'm but, sick of fucking like, worrying about it. Well, this is, this is it, half the reason why they do it and half the reason they, uh, they report it as well. It's a fear factor. It scares, it scares people, so it divides people as well. well so it doesn't. It, I think it divides people, but makes them a bit more compliant into terms of yeah. like, well, yeah. this is a threat. This is what we're going to do about it. This is what you need to do. Just just do keep know your place. Yeah, look yeah. at the pandemic. It, it threw everyone, right, yeah, we've got to stay in our houses. But then we had a, a certain amount that went, no, nah, I'm not having this, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. But then if they did it tomorrow, most people would turn around going, no, fuck you. Well, yeah. Going on um, what we kind of were talking about, yeah, about um, you know the the Nostradamus episode we did a couple of episodes oh, about yeah, yeah. ago, yeah. 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 Um, what we were talking about was an asteroid um, hitting, weren't we? Yes, right. And we were t- kind of discussing with all the new kind of technologies they've got in place to track asteroids. There's not many they don't know about. Right. Yeah, the smaller ones, uh, yeah. which are less deadly. Well, outside. scientists have just found a potentially hazardous asteroid hiding in the sun's glare that they didn't know about. Oh, now you know what the uh, the uh, the one where uh, the one that got away was it? I think it was um, uh, ninety six. It, it might have been even uh, further uh, forward to that, um, but there was an asteroid that come and they spotted it. Um, and it was it come through the sun. It seems to be that seems to be the most deadlier area because every near enough everything that comes through there actually hits us. And now the best bit is right, yeah. The way not the Nostradamus prediction of mm. mid December yeah. kind of like said there'd be an asteroid strike, but it didn't just say one asteroid, did it? No, and there has been a cl- there has been well, really this is, again, close ones. This is this gets better, mate, because like a team of researchers have um, decided uh, or detected, sorry, a trio of near Earth asteroids in our inner solar system, um, one of which is the largest uh, found since 2014 that Fuck poses it. a potential risk to the planet. The asteroid remains um, unde- remained undetected until now because of the way the sun's glare. Yeah, it hid it from us right so the near earth asteroid or nea has potentially had it's been 
um, said it's a potentially hazardous asteroid, um, which is a, um, di- um, designated PHA. Yeah. Um, which they're the two types of Earth objects that basically the space agency keep a track on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've named it basically. So what is it? Uh, currently, there are 1,454 NEAs um, that have non-zero potential for impact. But these can always change by hitting each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally can change direction. But that's what what kind of that proved, the DART project proved the other week that we can kind of redirect them. But then again, Mm. by redirecting them... It's going to cost a lot of money and a lot of rockets. I just think that it's like, like by... Do you know, right, so have you ever heard the theory about like, you know, by... um, so you hear something about your future, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and like, that you're gonna die in a car crash. So you try and change the fact that you're gonna die in that car crash. Bus is bad now. But yeah, but by doing that, you're actually instigating it. Yeah, so you're actually bringing on by trying to avoid it. You're instigating it. Those are the actions that were taken for it to always happen. It was deliberately told that you you were told that information, yeah, so yeah. you'd make if them you mistakes. did if you didn't. It was going to happen either way. So yeah. if you didn't know or knew, but you tried to avoid it, it'd still happen. Yeah. So yeah. what happens if we redirect an asteroid, but by redirecting it, it causes, it causes something yeah. else further down the line, yeah. like, you know, a fucking butterfly effect, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. T- well, yeah. But that that that's on everything. No. So you've got to take the decisions on how... Anyway, well, we do I'm, not now, say, I'm not saying that not this is um, Nostradamus's, um, you know, prediction coming true, but I thought, no, wow, no. that kind of it, that kind of marries. Well, a lot a lot of things marry at the minute. You know, you know, if you if you're if you're a church goer, you can see all the you know biblical disasters that are starting to uh, to arise and stuff like that. So, well, it's it's just a time and error that. Things are moving and moving quick, and hopefully it will settle down at one point or another. But you know, let's see if these fucking idiots who run the world um, know what they're fucking doing. Well, most Pentagon, the Pentagon basically attribute attributes most UFO sightings to um, spies or trash. Yes, yeah, yeah they, so yeah, stuff they floating around or bits and pieces in the yeah. sky. They do take a lot of interest in. So yeah, obviously, yeah. they keep an eye on asteroids. They keep an eye on stuff. Um, but, but you know, sort of but then that, but that, it, it bugs me though because the Pentagon say that, but then like in the reports they go, we don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. but now, so you can't say it's trash one minute and then it's we don't know the next. And that, yeah, like, this is obviously we discussed in tonight's show. I mean, it's really yeah. interesting. But um, go on, anything like you'd like to add? Um, uh, yeah, um, science is science. Uh, science scientists believe. That they may be a second time. They don't. They 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 they've theorised, and there's some tests going on, and got, it's we're looking. We're doing a bit of tests. We got some yeah, tests we, on know, the go. You know, we got some testing. So out. wait, I mean, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. So time. Two point oh. Time. Two point oh. How can I, how can I get on this new time? Do I need to buy a special watch? Yeah. Right. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Now, I've always said about time isn't a straight line. Time's time, yeah, right? Time could be like a winding river. We're on a winding river rather than yeah. going... Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm walking down the banks of the straight road. You're walking down the banks of the, the windy river, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Now, you know, if we carry on down the path, it'll take us both the same amount of time to reach the end. 
yeah, right? Yeah. But you've got the luxury of having wines and bends in your road or river, right? So Might like, not be a luxury. Like Einstein's Rosenbridge, yeah. yeah, right? You've got two ta- two parts of time running di- parallel to each other. Yeah. yeah. One's the future, one's the past or yeah. present, yeah, right? So like an Einstein-Rosenbridge where you fold the paper up and point A and point B become, become the same point, yeah, can you cross the river to another state point in time, right? Well, it must be between Whereas them. you can arrive at further down the, the path than I can because you've taken that shorter cut. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they must be in between that um, moving from Ooh, this side to yeah. that side. Non-time, non-space. That, yeah, that non-space must uh, have material there that is not just that on its own there'd be other kind of are you material my, in there are you looking to mine non-space well yeah well yeah but, but there has to be something else in there That's except for non-space non-space like yeah <laughs> sorry like there's no such thing as nothing there's uh, it, even even nothing something even there's something there within that nothing. oh mate well yeah well this is what I was getting into we were having a bit of a fucking chat mm. in the car but it was like you know getting into like well what was there before yeah creation. there's a lot of knobs there's on the road a lot of knobs about yeah yeah so anyway yeah that's interesting yeah two yeah. time though I mean it, it's like I'm gonna I'm I wondering could turn how they found go, it out well uh, yeah, I know, but what's me stop me going? Well, I theorise that there's like nine times going at once, yeah. So I'm going to run some tests, leave it with me. It was and interesting. They they're just theorising it. They don't mean that they've actually well, the experiments, proven it. Experiments that they've done so far suggest that what they are, have calculated out is correct. Well, and until they hit a dead end, and which they want to go around it somehow, unless you can bring me a new clock or watch or something that's gonna fucking mind blow me and go, nah, nah, this ain't even operating on the time you know. This is operating on new time. I'd go, and do you know what? Do you know what? It's bollocks, right? What they'll do (laughs) is say that there's 48 hours in a day now, and you've got to work twice as hard. That's all it'll be. That's it. That's all it'll be. Somehow they're gonna get financially uh, great, and we get financially (laughs) fucked. Yeah, I guarantee that's what it is. And not only that, um, GPS may be thrown out the window for um, uh, ships soon because they're looking at a quantum um, method on how to move a ship to uh, the right place. Well, they use At the right time without no no um, GPS. Yeah, yeah, mate. They use any three words. Yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah, they yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. what they use. Yeah. They go saw a fish, saw a rock, well, then bit they... of a wreck. He tells them exactly where he is. That's it. They don't need they GPS. They won't need any kind of internet kind of system. <laughs> and it'd be all down to the quantum realm. Quantum stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that's all quantum, interesting, yeah. isn't it? But even with that, there's a lot of fuck up outs that they're, they're doing. Well... Uh, well, did you see this? Actually, meteorite crashes. We were talking about one earlier. Yeah. Or meteor potentials. Yeah. Um, NASA's just actually um, found got images that show a meteor crash into Mars that triggered a big earthquake. Oh, guess see. what? What? It kicked up water. Nice. Almost well, handy, wasn't it? Nice. Um, was it a Very meteor nice. or was it um, nuking it like Elon wanted to do? Well, you could, you could. There's a lot. It depends. I, I suppose you don't want to use nuke, but hydrogen. Well, that's what he said. If he nuked it, it'd be able to terraform the um, the area or the planet quicker. Uh, but I mean, yeah. But then you, like could, you were saying, but you, could this have butterfly effect? Could this do the same thing by kicking up this ice water? Is this the start of Mars terraforming itself? 
Uh, well, we're such a, a a thin atmosphere that the water vapors will will be uh, trying to escape. Well, it so we've up, got that problem. It kicked up boulders of ice, water ice, which uh, can be crucial to the future astronauts on missions. But the quake um, from the meteorite could also help scientists understand the centuries-old mystery of the the obviously breaking the a new chunk in the planet. Basically, they can go. It's like almost like digging. True, but they might have just put a hole and we need a cork in that because the first thing we need to do is the atmosphere. We need to make sure the atmosphere is better well, so we can actually, you know, get the gravity and stuff as well and stop oh, the no, water I mean, from leaving. Totally, yeah. But what? even if the water vapour <clears throat> kind of just left, yeah. right, they've now got a crater which is about 500 feet wide, yeah, about two city blocks across, yeah, which... Or nice. give them a lot of insight into the history of the planet, basically. Oh, yeah, well, hopefully, you know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, they could bring uh, brand new um, stuff to to our uh, eyes. Well, Might have hit a city of aliens. Oh, poor them. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking got wiped out then, haven't they? Well, we'll soon see if the uh, the hole gets plugged up pretty soon. Okay. It does, and, uh, you know. Yeah, when that's, we That'll be a question, it, actually. What, did, they, I wonder. did they fix it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they got them. They got Bob the Builder around. Maybe. Yeah, he fix anything. Yeah. He's plastic, so he doesn't need to, you know, have oxygen. Or if he does need oxygen, he can just get one of them leaves, can't he, and shove that in his mask. Yeah, shove it down his pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I've heard it stinks down there. Well, it depends if you're the um, the world's dirtiest man or not. Well, that's true. I, <laughs> I heard he's the second biggest dirtiest man now. Well, first now, isn't he? But who? That, oh, Bob yeah, builder. Bob the Builder. Yeah, yeah. Um, any in the last NASA newsies before? We, new NASA newsies? Uh, I got a NASA newsie. Oh, Falcon uh, Falcon uh, Nine uh, satellite uh, went up with a special uh, military satellite payload and landed. Uh, okay, nearly didn't, but did Is eventually this for landed. Starlink. Yeah, so many up there now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, talking about ago. Elon Musk, you know, he's just bought Twitter. That's news. Yeah. Um, also, um, I found this story. It's not NASA news, but I forgot to mention it, and I just thought this was crazy. Uh, woman's kids. I'm just going to read the headline there. But woman's kids destroy her boyfriend's house by pouring cement down a toilet. <laughs> he must have been. He must a have knob. been a knob, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Well, took a dump in the morning. Gone there. Oh, I need oh, a shit, mate. Oh, what the fuck? And he just lands on a slab of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Depends how high it was. Well, he's going to have to clean it up as well. I should imagine he's, he's going to be the one doing the uh, getting the jobby out first, and then. <laughs> I think he might have noticed. I anyway. think uh, it would depend. Like if he was a knob, yeah, good on. Well, kids. no, he might have just been like a kid who's just gone. I wonder what because it's water in a yeah. toilet, isn't it? If you pour like a powder that they, you know people have bags of cement knocking around. Yeah, I don't want thinking it's cocaine. I'm going to tip it into the toilet. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, right. Well, that's it for news. It is. I've run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. We'll yeah, be back next week. Yes, well, some, Obviously, we've got a great topic. Yes, as always. <laughs> as always. Yeah. Um, yeah, so make sure <laughs> you tune in for that. <laughs> subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah. Um, we're available on all podcast platforms, so no matter where you get your podcasts, we're available. I uh, just noticed we're available on Samsung podcasts now. Oh, Samsung. Samsung. Welcome, yeah. all the Samsung uh, owners Sam- and listeners. Yeah, so if you're on, and if you else? have a Samsung, do you know when you get that, f- that swipe to the left and you get like... Like, no. Well, yeah. There's a there's a bit where I'm gonna, you swipe to the left on your home screen. And oh yeah. It brings you to all like the free stuff, like Samsung users people oh, right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can watch some videos, you can download music or listen to some music for free because you own a Samsung. 
and they have podcasts. Okay. And we're available on there. We're available Men. on iTunes, on Spotify. We are. Um, Heart Radio. Every single podcast platform you can think of, yes. we're probably available on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're not, rated, tell us and we will Rated be. in the w- high 1% of our category worldwide. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, That's do with that information what you will. Yeah. 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 But I think we're doing all right then. But we're, I'd say we're at least 95% more entertaining than your average podcast. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. if you stay till the end, we do rate you. You're absolute star. And, yeah, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some people on. leave just after the topic and don't bother with the news. But yeah, we what's were, that about, man? I know, listen yeah. to the news. Some, I Go think some of, my, some of my more, um, you know, crazier insights and, like, you know, yeah. um, ideas yeah, on life. Yeah, up ideas, man. Come <laughs> out in the news. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, you know. I see. Questions so, so what's going opinion. out there, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. We'll be back next we week for another inciting installment of the Never A Straight Answer podcast. If you'd like to help us out, go over to the website at neverastraightanswer.co.uk where you can find downloadable content, videos, stuff, yeah. competitions, everything, all everything sorts of stuff. Make sure you stay tuned next week because we're going to be giving away one of my amazing t-shirts yeah, that I, made, that I yeah. made myself with yeah. my own two hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, he may say um, and it's a one-off so you know if you want that history yeah. in your possession make sure you get in to next week's yeah. episode um, share us subscribe all that stuff yeah all that jibber jabber can't remember <laughs> uh, available on social media yeah. at nasa underscore never on twitter and on remember. instagram never a straight answer it is um, but you can find all the links on the website so do yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see you next time we will I've been Gaz. I've been Taylor. And this has been the Never A Straight Hands Podcast. We'll be back next time. Peace. Ah,